1: This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Here we go. On a Thursday afternoon, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm with you. Thanks for being with us, Richard Cross, Michael Borky, and Brian Haydad. You want to be a part of the conversation? We would love for you to do that on the Ceasefire text line. That number is 601 879 4395. Again, 601 879 4395. Get ready for faster phones. Ceasefire is rapidly expanding 5G as part of a billion-dollar investment into their 5G and fiber networks over the next three years. That means more coverage, more reliability, and more speed. Learn more at cspire.com. Guys, what's up? Happy Thursday.
3: Yeah, more or less. Dynamite drop in, money. I mean,
4: is it really happy? we got bad weather all over the state. How's that going so far?
3: Richard, you turned yourself off there. Sorry, is that better? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I thought you I heard an echo. You
2: su- off. I watched yeah. you do it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I thought I heard a little echo, and so I was trying to figure out how to get rid of that, and I pressed a button, and apparently I didn't pu- uh, press the uh, the right button. So
3: I think we're good. Are we good? We are good now. Yeah, I heard that little subtle echo there. Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. So here it was here some we go. kind of reverb or, or whatever. I
2: was trying to say, uh, public service announcement, if you are a Twitter user and you are trying to keep up with watches and warnings that are going on as it relates to weather, type in the hashtag MSWX, again, MSWX, that's for Mississippi weather, That's that's what all the cool kids use, I guess. Or at least all the uh, the smart weather people use. They tag that on the tweets, and that will let you keep up with uh, whatever is happening in the particular area that uh, that you are in. Borky, should we start there in terms of any active watches or warnings that aren't uh, that are ongoing, or are we good right now?
3: Well, we just got a warning that popped up in Kemper County. Uh, tornado okay. warning in Kemper County right now. Uh, that literally just came across
2: when uh, when you look at the radar right now I mean there's a, a big area that is under kind of a weather advisory really the entire state of Mississippi but specifically east Central and southeast Mississippi appear to be where the the biggest issues are is that are we all kind of looking at the same thing on that front yep okay Uh, I just kind of pulled up the most recent weather. Over in the state of Alabama, not a lot of good. Uh, They've got tons and tons of rain and conditions that are perhaps uh, uh, ripe for a uh, a tornado this afternoon. We hope that that's not the case. Um, There may be some more issues that develop in the state of Mississippi as we get into the later uh, part of the day. But you've got kind of, uh, again, north of Hattiesburg, northeast of Hattiesburg, pretty significant line. Of, uh, of thunderstorms that is moving to the northeast, uh, just to the southeast of Tupelo. Uh, you have, uh, maybe some thunderstorms that are going there, maybe just to the north of Starkville as well. What's the weather like in Starkville, hey, Ada? That's where you are. Uh, when I got out of the car and
4: came in, it was cloudy, getting really, really dark, uh, but, you know, warm, which that always makes me a little nervous when it's, it's dark like that, but it's in the seventies and there's not a lot of wind coming. Yeah. Makes me a little nervous, but. As it stands right now, it's been raining most
2: of the day, but hasn't been anything super serious. Yeah, where I am in North Mississippi in Oxford, there was rain this morning, but really it's been pretty nice as most everything is kind of circled to the southeast of Oxford and is moving off to the uh, to the east, off to the northeast. So um, just be weather aware, be heads up, make sure that uh, your phone's charged and uh, you're taking the uh, proper precautions, and uh, certainly keep it. Um, Keep it locked in. If there's anything that pops up throughout the show, we will make you aware as uh, as quickly as that comes up. When you look at the state of Alabama, you understand why uh, early this morning, I say early, mid-morning, they postponed game one between Ole Miss and Alabama. That was scheduled for 6 o'clock tonight. It's a game that was going to be televised on ESPNU. Ole Miss and Alabama will now be playing a doubleheader tomorrow, two nine-inning games beginning at 2 p.m., and on the super tough Mississippi stations that carry Ole Miss baseball, coverage will begin at 2. So you won't get the pregame show, but when the game begins, you'll get that from 2 o'clock and just carry you right on through until oh, probably 9 or 10 o'clock tomorrow night. That's a long day of baseball, two nine-inning games when you're talking about at the college level.
3: Yeah, at least they're actually getting to play full games, though. Yeah, I'd no, I agree, I agree with the, you on that front.
4: Uh, Borky's the patron saint of not playing seven-inning baseball
3: games. You really don't like that, do you? It's just not the game. It's not the sport. It's like cutting the football game off in the third and a half quarter. The, the third and a half, you're, you're 5 minutes into the fourth quarter and it's like, "Uh, ah, well, we got to stop here. Sorry, guys." Yeah. It's just not the same. I mean, it's it's not bad like uh, a cargo ship blocking 10 billion dollars worth of uh, merchandise in the Suez the Canal, Suez but Canal? It's, it's not like that, but it's not good either. No.
2: I agree with you. Um, that's what Conference USA is doing this year. That's what some other leagues are doing this year as well. Southern Miss is going to be dealing with that this weekend. When they play Game 1 tomorrow night, they play a pair of seven-inning games on Saturday. And then they play a game on Sunday as well. I wonder if that's as much a nod to the fact that most teams probably don't have the pitching to play four games in three days on a week-in, week-out basis.
3: Yeah, that's tough. I understand that one a heck of a lot more. But what was the rationale for them going to four-game weekends?
2: Well, it's
4: not fair to the teams that do have that kind of pitching. That's what I want to say.
2: Well, I guess you might be on to something with uh, regard to that as well. Um <laughs> I mean, I think it was related to um, what? It was related to travel issues and concerns over COVID.
3: Right, because they cut out a lot of midweek games, right? So instead of traveling potentially multiple times a week, you're only traveling one time a week. Is that what it is? I mean, look, I'm not sure that I can wrap my mind around all the rationale for all the things that have been done in the last year. Because most of it didn't have any. Um, Of course, some of it did. And most people that implemented things were doing it from a good place. But, like, somebody asked me two days ago, wait, why is Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech playing four games this weekend? And my answer was, it's COVID, but I don't know why. Like, I can't explain to you why they came to that conclusion. I'm sure somebody smart could do it, but I don't understand it. I get why they're playing two seven-inning games sandwiched in between because four and three days is tough to do that every week for a college team. But I can't wrap my mind around the rationale why this is safer than the alternative. Yeah, I don't know. I,
2: I, I really don't know. And, and frankly doubling up on some series. I mean, it's really cool that Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech are going to play each other eight times in conference this year, four in Hattiesburg this weekend, and then about a month later, four in Ruston. And I think ultimately that could be really good for both of those teams from an RPI standpoint, from an opportunity standpoint, for a chance for quality wins. I mean, what, you've got uh, both in the top 50 in the RPI. I think Louisiana Tech is in the top 10 of the RPI right now, so it probably works out well for those two teams. But in terms of just trying trying to stack up wins, you know, if that's your your baseline or if that's your barometer, then maybe not as well in uh, in that particular category. I don't know. We'll we'll see when it uh, when it all shakes out how this works out and and what kind of an effect it has on the pitching staffs. You know, as we talked about uh, in pretty good detail yesterday. Um, Southern Miss may be the most equipped of the teams in Conference USA because of the depth on their mount, uh, on the mound, the depth of their starting rotation, and the depth of their bullpen to be able to handle these four game weekend series throughout the uh, conference play for what the next eight weeks. I guess it is for CUSA teams for their sake. Certainly, uh, hope that is the case. I'm still at a little bit of a loss. For so, so once you get in, if you're playing a Friday, Saturday, Sunday series in the SEC and you play on Friday night, but then you get rained out on Saturday, you play a doubleheader on Sunday, and that's seven inning doubleheaders. I understand not saying we're going to push it back because of travel and you get into class schedules, you don't go to Monday, but when you're scheduled for Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And basically everybody else is playing Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think there's one other Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. And you get rained out on Thursday. What's the rationale behind not just pushing the rest of the series back a day and playing single nine-inning games on three consecutive days?
3: My guess would be fairness, air quotes to the other series because they don't get that opportunity. But isn't the goal to play every game? Yeah, I mean, so I get to try to play every game.
2: Yeah, I feel like you do everything you can possibly do to get as many games in as possible. And maybe it turns out to be more fair if everybody plays the same number of games as, a play, as opposed to dealing with winning percentage at the end of the year. Sports Talk Mississippi.
5: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs in Ridgeland. They're on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive. Crossgates, just call them at 601-605-4443. So far, so good. No wrecks or breakdowns on record. Nothing out of the ordinary. Just some after-school traffic to be mindful of. Please buckle up, drive safe, and have a great day. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. Proudly serving the Metro since 1946. Call Smith Brothers 601-353-5217.
7: А.Семкин
8: Afraid of falling? You're not alone. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson can help you improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of unique specialized therapists utilize cutting-edge equipment only found at Physical of Jackson. Conveniently located in Flowood, Physical of Jackson can help you get back to enjoying a healthy, independent lifestyle again. Call Physical of Jackson today for your appointment.
0: 601 487
10: Follow here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
6: Communication system is a go. go.
1: This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Exactly.
2: Heads up if you are in northeast Mississippi. There currently is a tornado warning in effect until 4 p.m. So you've got 40 minutes of tornado warning for Tishomingo and Itawamba counties. That is in northeast Mississippi. So again, tornado warning in Tishomingo and Itawamba counties. That means seek shelter immediately. Try to find the lowest floor of a sturdy structure. If you happen to be in a vehicle, do not attempt to outrun a tornado. Get to a place that is safe as quickly as you possibly can. So, again, uh, Tishomingo County, Itawamba County, tornado warning until 4 o'clock, and we will keep you updated with any more warnings or watches that pop up in the state.
3: There's another one. It's just been active since before we got on air, but around Meridian. So if you are in Meridian, it's headed in your direction right now. And uh, going northeast So right now it's just a little southwest of Meridian Going northeast okay. So right a, right across Meridian Basically, diagonally uh, That storm, according to the map I'm looking at Will be in Meridian in about 20 minutes uh, So you have time to get to your safe space If you are in Meridian right now But there's a, a tornado warning A point of rotation that is headed towards Nellyburg, Meridian, Marion uh, Going in that direction as well
2: William and Belmont says that a tornado, a tornado siren just shut off. So, uh, again, if you are in northeast Mississippi or kind of just to the south of what we would classify as east-central Mississippi, then uh, be on the lookout in the meridian areas in Tishomingo County and in Itawamba County in northeast Mississippi. Uh, you want to be a part of the conversation, we would love for you to join us, 601-879-4395. That is the number for the ceasefire text line. Let's, uh, let's spend a few minutes, and, and we'll kind of do this maybe in and out throughout the, uh, the course of the show this afternoon, on the series that are happening this weekend in the SEC. We mentioned Old Miss Alabama was scheduled to begin tonight. That will now be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event We did this last weekend with Mississippi State on the road in Baton Rouge. What does Ole Miss need to accomplish? What constitutes a good weekend? Are we all in agreement that win the series one way or another? One to nothing, 20 to nothing, seven to six, just come out on top in two of the three games marks a successful weekend for Ole Miss? Without a doubt.
3: I mean, look, you would love to win three, of course, and getting Nikhazy back uh, could help that. But you're on the road. It's a place that they haven't had great success in recent history. I don't know what it is about Tuscaloosa. It's just they haven't been all that great there. Um, so, yeah, winning two, starting five and one in the league, um, you really couldn't ask for much better, considering how hard it is to sweep. So get two, start five and one, and then every goal that you have for postseason positioning is attainable and right in front of you with a start like that. Yeah. Only thing I would add to that is,
4: and it, he doesn't have to win the game or anything, but you want to see Nacasi go out there and look like Doug Nacasi. You want to see a, a good start out of him coming back from injury. So just to, just to just to see him pitch the way you know he's capable of, that would be on my to do list if I was Ole Miss.
2: If you want to watch pitchers tomorrow in Tuscaloosa is your uh, is your day. With Gunnar Hoagland going in game one and Doug Nikhazy going in game two, that's a couple of pretty good arms. I guess Tyler Raz will start uh, game one for Alabama. Connor Prelip still is um, still on the what? whatever the college version of the disabled list is. They are being extremely cautious with him. Uh, my understanding is they've had an MRI. He, he feels okay, but as a guy that they think has a chance to go 1-1, First pick, first round next year. They are not taking any chances whatsoever, and that's smart. I mean, that, that's that's doing right by the kid, the young man, uh, and and certainly makes a lot of sense. And look, this is, I mean, this is the start of a tough stretch for Ole Miss. Three games this week in Tuscaloosa. They come back home for a midweek game next Tuesday at 4 o'clock against North Alabama. Based on Mississippi State's result yesterday, maybe it's not that tough. But then they go back on the road for a second consecutive week to play Florida in Gainesville. And you know that's a difficult assignment.
3: 3-3 three and three over the course of the next two weeks, not bad. Oh, I think you would take that running, wouldn't you? Yeah, you, you should, if, yeah.
2: If you could somehow get to 4-2 and two over oh, the next yeah. six games, my goodness gracious, you feel like you're in great shape.
3: Well, then, if that's the case, so if they win two this weekend and then go 4-2 and two over the next six, you're looking at possibly being, like, number one overall seed type stuff. If you navigate that stretch with a winning record... <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree, Borky...
2: But this road, over the course of the next nine weeks, yeah, it is, easier. It doesn't, because after you, after you play at, Al, at excuse me at Alabama, and then you go to Florida, you come home for Arkansas, and then
3: you're in is Starkville. it Starkville the next weekend? Yes. Oh. And then you host LSU, and I know they're struggling a little bit, but it's still LSU. Yeah. I mean, South Carolina, I know they, they were no hit in game two. They gave Vanderbilt fits, though. They belonged on the field with Vanderbilt. You think that's going to be an easy three wins, no problem with a down South Carolina team? No. Mm-mm.
11: No.
2: And a coach in Mark Kingston who probably has his back against the wall at South Carolina. I don't know that they would make a change if it doesn't go well this year. If it goes really badly, they might. But that's a place where they expect to win baseball games. It's
3: a problem with having your boss being the baseball coach that won national championships there. Yeah. Two of them. Yeah. Plural championships. And he and had no problem getting rid of his hand
4: picked guy as a successor. You're, you're the number two. You're the second coach he's dealt with. So, yeah. you know, yeah, the, the pressure's yeah. definitely on at South Carolina. Um,
2: Arkansas is at Mississippi State. Biggest marquee series of the entire weekend in college baseball. Razorbacks drop from number one to number two in the D1 baseball poll. Mississippi State play uh, stays at number three for another week. Hey, Dad, what are you looking for this weekend?
4: You yeah, a little more hitting, a, a little more hitting from from you know, throughout the order. Um, I'm interested to see. You know, they they, they let off with Braylon Skinner yesterday. Does that stick? And, and Scotty DeBrule is actually on the bench. Don't know if that's going to stick or not, but we'll see if there's going to more some more lineup changes coming. And then, you know, when you get to Sunday, uh, Fristo gets the start now. That was announced uh, earlier today. Um, you know, he's been good this year, but we'll we'll see how he does against that good Arkansas lineup.
2: That was the right decision, wasn't it? I mean, we, we, I think so. we kind of yeah. felt like we could see it coming from a mile away. Eric Sarantola, who's got all the talent in the world, has just been too inconsistent
4: yeah it's it was definitely the right decision to take santoll off I didn't know you know when they didn't start Houston Harding yesterday and he did pitch an inning in that game but I wasn't sure if they might want to go with Harding over over Fristo but Jackson Fristo has just been really really impressive he was good last week against LSU. I think he just gave up the one run he, he's definitely the guy he, he's earned that
2: spot we'll just say that yeah I agree I mean I I think this makes all the sense in the world Borky, don't you think the matchup because Arkansas has not been elite on the mound is Arkansas's bats against Mississippi State's arms.
3: Yeah, especially now that uh, all it took was one week and Mississippi State got the rotation correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with State right now, it, you feel
4: like you know boring incident, how, how it's going to go. Friday's going to go McLeod and Brandon Smith. Saturday will go Bednar and Landon Sims. And then you'll have Fristo
2: and whoever else you need on Sunday. Yeah. And and it's not going to be like that every week. I mean, you're not going to just get by with two pitchers on Friday and two pitchers on Saturday every week. If you do, that is a recipe
3: for a ton of success. Yeah. Happy Omaha trip, if that's what you do every game. Yeah. But yeah, it's you're not going to, have, to work
4: you're, out like that. And you are going to have a Friday where something has something goes wrong, and you got to go to Smith earlier than you'd like,
2: and somebody else is going to have to pick up those last few innings for sure. Is Arkansas the most talented offensive team that Mississippi State has faced this year?
4: I mean, State's play Texas Tech. That's a good offensive team. Um, I would. I they mean, lost to Arkansas. They, they did lose to them, but they're a good offensive team. Um, they're they're in the top two, then for sure. We'll put it that way.
2: Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you, and I mean we keep going LSU. Back to that. LSU's a good offensive team too. So, yeah, kind of think that Arkansas is a little bit different level. Although I'm not sure that the numbers at this point back up maybe the reputation that they have offensively.
3: We have we'll eight guys th- hitting two ninety or better.
2: It's pretty darn good. yeah, yeah it's,
3: it's pretty it's, darn good. Hey, coming up
2: later this afternoon, Kendall Rogers will join us from D1 Baseball. We'll talk with him about the series that are happening this weekend. Mississippi State Athletics Director John Cohen will be with us in the middle of the 4 o'clock hour, uh, joining us at 4.37. We will get him to fully explain the ticketing process and what it's going to look like in Starkville this weekend, and also maybe peek ahead to football season and what the plans are there for attendance and getting people to the uh, stadium. And then um, a little bit later... Jay Powell will join us. We'll talk Mississippi State baseball with him.
12: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, showers and thunderstorms likely high near 79. Tonight, a 20% chance of rain, low around 53. Your finally Friday, mostly sunny, high near 78. A 50-50 shot of rain for your Saturday, mostly cloudy, high near 83. Before your Sunday, a 40% chance of rain, high near 73.
13: Driving a car you hate? Don't stay stuck. It's time to change your luck. I'm learning a wee bit of the luck of the Irish. To my friends at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, to get you into the new vehicle you will love. That's right. At Ridgeland Mitsubishi, we're on a mission to help you change your luck. Still making payments on your current vehicle? You're in luck. Don't have enough for a big down payment? You're in luck. New or old, paid off or not, don't stay stuck. Let Ridgeland Mitsubishi get you into the vehicle you really want right now. Pay just one eighty nine per month on new 2021 Mitsubishi G fours. That's one eighty nine per month, and pay off only two ninety nine per month on new 2021 Mitsubishi Outlander Sports. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty. Bad credit, no credit, it doesn't matter. 100% credit approval is a number one goal. Come change your luck only at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi G4, stock number 1799, Outlander stock number 1712. down, 2.9% for 84 months. See deal for details with approved credit.
14: Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at The Range in Gluckstadt. This month, we'll be celebrating the anniversary of our first year in business. My wife, Jane, never misses a chance to remind me how bad my timing was to open a retail gun store right at the start of a global pandemic. But thanks to many of you, we've had a great year. Plus, we've made a lot of new friends. We have ammo arriving daily, and you will find our prices to be the lowest in the area. We'll be offering specials all month to celebrate me proving my wife wrong. So I hope you'll come see us.
0: Hey guys, I'm Michael Clark with Ace Bolton Screw Company. We have been locally owned and operated for over 50 years. Come by and check out our newly remodeled store. We've got all the biggest brands of power tools and hand tools. DeWalt, Milwaukee, Makita, Channel Lock, Irwin, and Lennox, just to name a few. Let us help you get the job done right. Come see us at Ace Bolton Screw Company, Jackson, Tupelo, Atlanta, and Gluckstadt.
16: I'm Stephen Gagliano and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. With a tornado watch in effect for a large portion of Mississippi until 8 p.m., it's important to know the difference between a watch and a warning.
8: Tornado watches are issued for broad areas where conditions exist for the development of twisters. Tornado warnings are issued for highly localized areas where a tornado is imminent or has been detected on radar. Warnings are often issued minutes before a tornado
16: hits. Their urgent calls to seek shelter immediately. And the Department of Health is reporting 317 new cases of COVID-19. The latest report brings the state's total number of cases to just below 304,000. With the confirmation of six additional deaths, 6,987 Mississippians have passed away from the virus. Overall hospitalizations did see a slight increase, but the state's seven-day rolling average of new cases dipped below
18: 300. Hi, folks. This is Will Primos. I'm back on the radio again to talk about an issue that I'm passionate about and to rally all of you who love the great outdoors to take action. The Mississippi House of Representatives recently passed landmark legislation, House Bill 1231, which would allow our state to invest in wildlife conservation, leverage additional matching funds, and is a true game changer for Mississippi. But the Mississippi Senate gutted the bill, provided no money, and excluded conservation groups from participating in the program. I'm surprised that Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman doesn't support using proceeds from sales of hunting and fishing equipment towards this quality of life issue, which impacts the future of all Mississippians. If you love the great outdoors and you agree with me, call Lieutenant Governor Hoseman at 601-359-3200 and ask him to provide a real dedicated source of revenue to invest in conservation efforts. It's common sense to support the great outdoors, the state's most valuable resource. Pay for
0: by the Mississippi Outdoor Store were coalition
1: Sports Talk Mississippi.
6: Do you ever get
8: so excited that you just can't wait?
1: Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi team. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Don't touch that dial. Here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm. Thanks for being with us on this Thursday afternoon. I'll be honest, a little bummed we don't have baseball tonight. But you got got, um, isn't there one other game tonight that is happening?
4: Yeah, Vandy and Mizzou, they pushed that first pitch back to uh, 7.
2: Just 7 o'clock, and that's an SEC Network game. Yeah. I feel like they should make um, Kumar Rocker throw with the opposite hand tonight.
3: Probably but strike just out seems... seven and go five and a third. Yeah. 88-90 it... range.
4: Yeah. I don't know.
2: Got some wacky break on his, on his off-speed stuff, though. Let's keep looking at the series that are happening uh, this weekend. So, is there anything left on the Mississippi State-Arkansas series that we're not thinking about, that we're not looking at, that we're not breaking down the right way? I just want to look at Arkansas. What I
4: see is I don't see a team that has like a huge, like, state's pitching staff, right? You pointed that that's their strength. Arkansas is a team where like they have a lot of, of good stuff going on. What, what they have working for them the best though is I don't know where they're weak. Like I, I get the Friday night thing has been sort of an outlier fun. for them, but but
3: <laughs> obviously that. But, They're very bad but, on fun.
4: Yeah. Well, you know, being serious can win you some games. So I, I just don't know where where you 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 know you, you gotta play your best to beat them because I don't think this is a team that's going to beat itself in
2: any way. Yeah. What would surprise you about this weekend? Like, when we get to Monday and we're breaking down the weekend and I go, well, this happened. And you go, I just absolutely didn't see that coming.
4: A dominant sweep by either team? Like, either team could sweep three close games and I wouldn't be completely surprised. But if one team just smacks the other one around, I would be surprised by that.
2: I think it's a good way to look at it. I would be a little surprised if Arkansas won all three games. In in dominant fashion, close fashion, whatever. Stranger things have happened, right? I mean, right. Was it two years ago on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series? LSU came into Starkville. It was a really good Mississippi State team, and, and LSU won all three. And it was early in the season, early ish in the season.
4: That was that uh, State won
2: the first game, but LSU came back and got the last two. Okay. Well, maybe that was the deal. Maybe it was after Mississippi State won game one. It was really surprising to see the way that it went in the next two games. Whatever. Right. Point being, I'd be a little surprised if Arkansas won all three. Aside from that, I don't think there's a result that would would surprise me. Like, if we come back on Monday and, and Arkansas swept the series, okay, yeah, that surprised me a little bit. Yeah. Maybe it shouldn't, considering that Arkansas spent a month at number one and now they're at number two in the country. But given what Mississippi State has done, given what I think it's going to feel like at the dude this weekend in terms of atmosphere and just like raised everything, that would surprise I wouldn't be surprised if Arkansas won the series. Right. Wouldn't he, be surprised for Mississippi State to win the series or for Mississippi State to sweep. Last four series the home
4: team has swept. In this in this in this uh Really? Rivalry. States swept the last two in 16 and in 18. And then Arkansas swept
2: in Arkansas 17 and
4: 19.
2: Looking at the other series, I think LSU at Tennessee is really fascinating. And I think it's fascinating because I think Tennessee's winning that series and LSU is going to start at best 2-4 and four in SEC play.
4: That won't put any pressure on Paul Maneri at all. Mm. Not at all. I think Tennessee's good. He's going to be feeling it in a few weeks, man. I'm telling you.
3: So, LSU's going to go through all this stuff, right? And the first person that's going to get fired is going to be the baseball coach. (laughs) Who just didn't win enough. He's going to get fired for the good old-fashioned reason. He
2: just didn't win enough. You didn't embarrass our university. You didn't get into trouble off the field. Yes, we know you won a national championship and played for another, but
3: standard here is a little bit different, so you're out. So we're learning in football. I mean, we learned it with Auburn. If you win a national championship, that buys you a year and a half before everybody can hate your guts. What does that do in baseball? Baseball. I mean, because the sports are so different, right? I mean, you can have the best team in America and not make the College World Series, let oh, alone yeah. find a way to win over seven teams, if you will, and get a championship. So how much time should that buy you as a baseball coach? Because you just a national championship-winning baseball coach. How much time should that give him? Forever at Mississippi State and Ole Miss.
2: Forever. You might I know forever is a long time, but...
4: I mean, unless the program just fell apart, you know, we started having missed the postseason kind of years, yeah. But at LSU, yeah, I mean, I think his I think his his time is run out. I mean, they haven't even been to Omaha the last two seasons, you yeah. know. I I think the, I think time is running out on, on Paul Maneri.
2: And look, I mean, it's just absolutely a different standard there. And and when you've won six national titles since 1990, you understand why that there is a, uh, a different standard, but it, it is. Uh, I think Paul Maneri's a really good baseball coach. He's recruited well. They Look, unless this thing is just an abject disaster this year, and I don't think it's going to be, Paul Maneri's not getting fired this season, especially not with the, the freshman that he's got playing I mean, it feels like LSU, it's taken a couple of years to get back to the point where they need to be, but they're kind of on the edge of being there again. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I will be completely wrong when it's all said and done. We'll see. It's just kind of what it feels like right now. Florida is at South Carolina. It's an interesting series in Columbia. Florida looked good last week. Just easily handled a and M. I
4: I thought. They did. I just don't think A&M is very good. Oh, I don't either, but, you know, when good teams play bad teams, good teams should win easily. Yeah.
2: I think South Carolina gets at least one this weekend. Yeah, I mean, they got one from Vandy. I think they can get another one here. I lean in the direction of Auburn getting two at home from Kentucky this weekend. I don't think Auburn's great, but I think they're good. And. Kentucky, I mean, Kentucky's record, though, is better than I thought it would be at this point. Kind of better than maybe what you thought you were going to get from the Wildcats. Yeah. And they get a series win against Missouri. Georgia is at Texas A&M. It's bounce-back series for both of those teams. Yeah. I mean, Georgia gets one against Tennessee. A&M gets swept against Florida last weekend. You got to believe that's going to be a raucous atmosphere tonight in Columbia, Missouri for Vanderbilt and Mizzou. Oh,
3: yeah. Locked in. Said no one ever. I still go back to um, your guys' buddy, Stephen Godfrey. The the article he wrote when he went to, I I forget who Missouri was playing, but he went to go cover the game and just write about Missouri, their fit in the SEC, stuff like that. Said he was walking around the football game. Writing about the football game and was walking around the tailgate area, and he said there were red hats everywhere. People were wearing Cardinals gear. Every TV and everywhere you looked in tailgating was watching the Cardinals game. He said it was just completely different than what you would see at any other SEC venue at Missouri. They were wearing Cardinals stuff, watching baseball before their football game. Where. In Oxford or in Starkfield, could you imagine somebody going up to the tailgate and changing the channel to a baseball game on a football Saturday? No shot. Yeah, I was gonna say, I mean, if you if you wander
2: through the junction or you wander through the grove and you come across a hundred television sets on a Saturday when the major league baseball playoffs are going on on a football Saturday, what do you think? Half a dozen of them maybe have baseball on? Two I watched three. the last
4: I watched the last inning of the NLCS in 2010, but it was 10 o'clock at night, and the game was already the state game was already over.
3: So that's all that was still going on at that point. Yeah, it's pretty much. I, I, I'm sure you'd see it on or in one of the tailgates that has multiple televisions. Maybe, yeah.
2: maybe, maybe that's but, the setup. Maybe, maybe if you got two or three TVs. You then, like you got if you got the World Series on because you
4: think about it, it's in, in October, right? Yeah, the it, World Series was on, but but even then, maybe if the Braves were in the World Series, I don't know.
3: Yeah, it's a different place. And what's crazy about Missouri, so we didn't really talk about this because it was unremarkable, but their exit of the SEC tournament, remember when they joined the SEC? I mean, it was really for television markets. I mean, that's the real answer. Kansas City and St. Louis. That's why they joined the SEC. But they were supposed to bring quality basketball to the league. And, I mean, how many programs have been less remarkable than Missouri since they joined the SEC?
2: You know, NCAA tournament team this year, I think Mizzou Arena would have looked different during basketball than it has at any point since they joined the league because they were pretty good and there was some excitement. I think it would have been closer to what you saw when they played in the Big Twelve and they were really good in basketball. But no, it hasn't it hasn't been like that at all. I got a buddy that sent me a message said, think about the last three week stretch for South Carolina, closing out of conference play with a road trip to Texas and then hosting or then going to Vanderbilt and then hosting Florida. How about that three-week stretch for you?
5: It's tough. From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs. They're in Ridgeland and in Brandon. Just call them at 601-605-4443. Venable Glass, locally owned and operated with three mobile service in the Tri-County area. So far in town, no wrecks or breakdowns causing any major problems. Uh, Heading out of town, 20 in Warren County. All lanes are blocked uh, near exit 15, and a bad accident there will cause some delays for quite some time. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call them at 601-353-5217.
10: NAPA Know How The only thing that may be faster than NAPA
1: driver Chase Elliott is the free NAPA Racing Chase Elliott Caps. Get one free at a participating NAPA Auto Parts store when you spend $25 or more. Score a free 28-cam backpack cooler with the purchase of 5 quarts of Mobile One motor oil. NAPA has Mobile One high mileage, truck and SUV,
10: and full synthetic on sale for $26.99 for a 5-quart jug. Sale price good through March 31st, and supplies of Chase Elliott Caps are limited. NAPA
15: Know How Hey, Tom. Looks like you're a few guys short today.
10: Yeah, one's been out with the flu, another is at the ER, and Lydia at the office has a sick child. Where's Randy? Another contractor offered benefits.
15: You should call New Care MD. They offer full-service medical care, flat monthly rates. Your guys and their families get same-day appointments and minor emergency service. Contact NewCareMD at newcaremd.com
0: today to learn more about how you can provide affordable direct primary care to your employees.
15: Mississippi prisons are in crisis because of extremely long sentences and parole laws that offer no way out. These laws are costing us millions and don't make us any safer. State lawmakers are considering solutions that safely reduce the prison population. They need our support. Without reform, we all pay families, communities, and taxpayers. We can fix this crisis, but only if we act now. Paid for by Forward.us.
10: If you think basketball is mayhem, then you're going to think the deals and selection we have at Mazda, Jackson are insane! You will save big with low monthly payments on our amazing selection of cars, SUVs, and crossovers. Right now. Get 0% financing on most new 2021 Mazdas in stock. This will save you thousands in finance charges. And Mazda of Jackson will give you your first year of maintenance for free. Credit issues are a thing of the past, as our credit team works harder than anyone else to get you approved. That's what I call a slam dunk. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. So get here today to grab your deal, cause it is complete mayhem and it won't last long. Three, two, one. At Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991 2222 today.
11: MazdaJackson.com. CX5 stock number 4936. Three stock number 4846. With a third credit on select
1: yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM. Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, what we do next?
19: Keep it moving,
15: buddy.
1: You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. 888-808-8637 on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: In fact, for another seven minutes in northeast Mississippi for Itawamba and Tishomingo counties, but I think that storm has moved across the state line into Alabama. That said, probably worth stopping what you're doing and saying a prayer for our friends in Alabama one state over. Uh, Pretty significant weather events happening in and around the Birmingham area. You saw a tweet a second ago, meteorologist James Spann. He's the guy that wears suspenders. He's like a rock star meteorologist in Alabama. Uh, returning on air after checking in his, with his wife after reporting his house had sustained significant damage. The composure he's managed to maintain is unreal. Thankfully, his wife is okay.
3: Ooh. Mm.
4: That's tough there. Jeez Louise.
3: Yeah. That's crazy. And You can see why they canceled the games tonight. They've got three different... Three different tornado warnings going up I-20 into Tuscaloosa towards Birmingham. I mean, it's like they're driving on the highway. Three different ones. So that adds up.
2: So, yeah, certainly you'll be thinking about uh, the folks that are one state to our east, and uh, we'll keep an eye on uh, what's happening across the, uh, the state of Mississippi. Why don't you be thinking about something? We're going to get to this to to start the 4 o'clock. Actually, we won't. Let's talk briefly about it now, then we'll circle back to it uh, a little bit later this afternoon. Ole Miss had its pro day today, and Elijah Moore was there, obviously, and he ran really fast. I'm sure he caught some balls and ran some routes and lifted some weights and some other things, but he ran really fast. Like a four-three-four laser-timed forty with scouts there to watch it. Is Elijah Moore going to end up in the first round of the NFL draft? Yeah,
4: it, I think yeah. so. I've seen enough mock drafts that have him there. I mean, you can't deny the production he was able to get last year when he had a real competent offensive, you know, system around him. Um, you know. The speed is there, the elusiveness, the ability to run after the catch. He gives you a little boost in special teams if you want to go that route. I think he could return kicks. Yeah, I I foresee him being back into the first round kind of guy.
3: It's the story, too. I mean, we're in the story business, right? I I think that he... I would love for him to be a Saint. Now, I think the Saints have bigger issues at linebacker than wide receiver, but... Um, yeah, I could see somebody taking him at the bottom of the first round, especially after a performance like the one he had today. Apparently, there were a couple scouts that were texting reporters while he was going through workouts saying that he put on a show. In fact, Steve Smith, a comparable guy to him, stature-wise, mm-hmm. everything Elijah Moore did today, other than vertical jump, was better than Steve Smith. And a lot of it was pretty significant. Um In fact, they have a smack-talking contest, he would have lost that. He probably would have lost that. Uh, In fact, Elijah Moore's three-cone might be a plus instead of a negative. This go-around, he did really good today. But it's the story. I mean, we all remember the night of that Egg Bowl and the couple weeks after. Everybody knew who Elijah Moore was, and if they didn't, they knew that's the dog pee celebration guy. He was the butt of every joke, the laughing stock of college football. He cost his team a rivalry game because of that. He got killed on this show, deservedly so. It was a stupid thing he did. And he got his coach fired. And then a year later, he breaks records in only eight games in an SEC-only schedule. J.C. Horn, who's going to go in the first round, possibly to New Orleans, couldn't cover him. Alabama couldn't cover him, and now he's about to be a first-round pick. In a year, he went from laughing stock of college football, didn't complain, could have transferred, he didn't, got his coach fired, lost a rivalry game, stuck it out, lucked into, I don't know if you want to call it luck, but got Lane Kiffin, which really helped him, had a record-breaking season at the same school that A.J. Brown played for and is possibly going to be a first-round pick with life-changing money. It's a heck of a story.
2: It is, and there are a couple of things that stand out. Um, This is not a feather in the cap of the you quit on your team by not playing against LSU and in the bowl game crowd. And I don't like it, right? I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of on record. I, I, I don't like bailing on your teammates. But if Elijah Moore ends up in the first round, or even in the early second round, it's not like not playing in those two games cost him anything. And for for all of the talk about, well, NFL teams aren't going to like that, they may they not. Don't care. That, they that, don't well, care. They, they might not like the idea that a guy would quit on his team, but you know what they do like? Four, three, four, forty times. Big vertical leaps, the ability to catch the ball in traffic and make guys miss, the ability to do multiple things in an offense. They like that a lot.
17: News, I'm Karim McHugh. In President Biden's first formal press conference, what to do about the surge of migrants, especially children, along the southern border was discussed.
15: He said 70% of the unaccompanied minors are age 16 or 17. That's very interesting. Even Democrats here pushing for him to start deporting those 16 and 17-year-olds to ease the crisis.
17: Fox's Steve Harrigan in Texas. Republicans are calling the situation along the southern border a crisis. President Biden said the current surge is a seasonal event that actually began during the trump administration regarding complaints from the media about being denied access to
18: immigration sites the president said so this is being set up and you'll have full access to everything once we get this thing moving the president yesterday
17: appointed vice president kamala harris to be his point person on the border america is listening to fox news Tune in
5: this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where garden mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South
16: in Richland. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Just like last week's event, the National Weather Service is issuing a particularly dangerous situation alert along with a tornado watch for a large portion of Mississippi. Meteorologist Bill Parker. Parker explains what that means.
20: With a PDS watch, we can see winds in excess of 70 miles per hour or greater. We can see large hail up to golf ball size or greater. And we can see tornadoes that can produce EF2 damage or greater.
16: And Wednesday, Senator Cindy Hyde Smith spoke out against the Democratic effort to reform elections, which she says would upend Mississippi's voter ID laws.
9: Let me tell you about Jennifer Jackson in Brookhaven, Mississippi. My friend, she's a friend of Mitt Romney as well. She called me and said, Cindy, I went to vote. They told me I had already voted. Then she looked above who signed her name, and her deceased dad had already voted that day, too. So don't tell me there is not voter fraud.
16: Mississippi State's postseason run continues this afternoon in Texas. After knocking off top-seeded St. Louis in round one of the NIT, the Bulldogs will now take on Richmond with tip-off from UNT Coliseum set for 5 p.m. If Mississippi State advances, they'll reach their third NIT Final Four in program history, where they would face the winner of the matchup between Western Kentucky and Louisiana Tech. And while plans to establish historical markers for a Mississippi gospel music trail didn't happen. And this year, Representative Joey Hood is still holding out hope.
20: You know, Mississippi is famous for its blues and country music, and we're such a religious state and Christianity, and I just i had one of my pastors come to me and ask me to drop this bill to create a marker for gospel music, to commemorate it, and uh, we've gotten it out of the house a couple of times, but it's always died on the Senate. For all things Mississippi, find us online at supertalk.fm.
16: Stephen Gagliano, Supertalk Mississippi News.
8: If you're an employer and need workers fast, be a part of the Million Dollar Job Fair in Biloxi, April 14th at Edgewater Mall. This is the most heavily promoted job fair of its kind, with limited space still available. If you need workers, email jobfair at supertalk.fm. That's jobfair at supertalk.fm. Join other premier businesses who are already registered. The Million Dollar Job Fair is coming April 14th to Biloxi. So don't wait as available space is limited at jobfair at supertalk.fm. To good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's radio happy hour weekdays from two to three p.m. right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven
11: point three. I listen to it at work. That
1: work, sports talk Mississippi, sports talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Did you get that memo?
7: Yes, sir.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Good to be with you on this Thursday afternoon as we get closer to the start of week two of Southeastern Conference play. There is one game that is scheduled tonight. That's Vanderbilt and Missouri Ole Miss and Alabama postponed because of the rough, rough weather happening right now in the state of Alabama. Looks like that was a very good decision. They will play... A pair of nine-inning games tomorrow and then game three of the series on Saturday. Monster series in Starkville with Mississippi State and Arkansas. To talk about all of that right now from D1Baseball.com, Kendall Rogers on your radio. Joins us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Uh, this feels like it's going to be a fun ten-week journey, Kendall. When when you look around the SEC and you see what we saw in the opening weekend of league play,
21: yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, I think right now, if you look at the SEC standings or you know the teams that are that are in the the, the rankings and things like that, I mean, you're looking at six to seven potential regional hosts out of this league right now, and so uh, obviously there's there's leeway you know there and present for you know teams below that threshold. To make a move, I tell you what, I just I love you know the top three in this league right now. I think when you look at in the top four, really, I mean you look at Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, uh, and even Florida. You know, Richard, it's 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 a weird year to where you know all four of these teams have been so good for the most part. I mean, Ole had that one hiccup uh, against UCF, but for the most part, these teams have all been so good on the weekend. They're like nobody's really talking about Florida, and like they were the preseason number one team. (laughs) So it just kind of gives you an idea. The fact that, you know, people aren't talking about Florida as much gives you an idea into, like, how good this league is. It's kind of unbelievable, really. I think it might be the best year
11: ever.
2: Are you any less sold on Florida now than you were when the season began? Has their pitching maybe been just a tick below what we thought it was going to be?
21: No, no, I'm definitely less sold on them. I think when you look at Ford overall, the catching position's been a little bit of a, little bit of a circus at times. I mean, up the middle, Josh Rivera struggled to get another error against A and M last weekend, so he hasn't been quite as crisp as he usually is. And you know, the back end of the bullpen hasn't been as good uh, as they have been uh, historically under Sully. So, you know, I feel pretty good about the rotation. You know, I watched a couple of their games against A and M over the weekend. I thought. Tommy Mace and Jack Lutzwitz both uh, threw really, really well, especially Lutzwitz with his slider. It was pretty impressive. But uh, let's see how their bullpen does against some of the better teams in the league, and I'll see if I kind of tweak my, my prediction and my feeling on Florida back to being a top two, top three team.
5: I don't want to bury
2: the lead here by talking about random other storylines that are interesting in the SEC. Let's just (laughs) jump right into Arkansas and Mississippi State. It's number two versus number three. In each of the last four seasons, the home team has swept this series. We were talking earlier. I said, when we get in here on Monday, is there anything that will have surprised you Hey dad said if Arkansas just beat the brakes off of Mississippi State for three games, that would surprise him. But that was really the only outcome that we could come up that would be a surprising result this weekend. What do you think?
21: Yeah, I mean, I think either team beating the brakes off of each other would be the biggest surprise if it happened. You know, I think when you look at this series overall, it's really easy to look at Arkansas stats. If you were just a stats person, you just went to their stats page and look at some of their pitching numbers, look at some of their hitting numbers, and go, "Oh, well, you know, we've got we've got this series in the bag." But the numbers don't tell the whole story. I mean, there's there's no doubt that Arkansas had a couple of uh, just so-so weekends offensively. You know, Robert Moore. My um, I man, Bob Moore, second base, I mean, he's hitting around 275 right now. I can tell you this, he's going to play a lot better than 275 in Starkville this weekend. He's a really good player. You know, Brady Slavin's his average isn't, you know, overwhelming, but uh, he's a really nice hitter. You know, Jalen Battles is an electric player for them, and his average is dipped down to the 270, 280 range. So, you know, Arkansas's numbers are a little deceiving. I, I think what will be interesting to me in this series and it would probably determine the series is just Arkansas's in rotation. Uh, it's continued to be a little bit of a – a little bit of an interesting situation. You know, Peyton Pallett, for me, was really, really good at the Globe Life tournament, but since then he's just been okay. Uh, he got lifted after one inning against Alabama. Uh, they're going to need him to go more than one inning against the state this weekend. <laughs> you know, Patrick Wicklander, it sounds like the town of the Lefty, who's thrown pretty well lately. It sounds like he's going to move to the front of the rotation this weekend. And if that happened, that's fascinating because this is a guy that ended last year with really bad command. So I expect. Uh, Mississippi State. If he does start the opener, uh, to go out there forcing him to go go first strikes, show that he could command the zone. So I, I just think, from a pitching standpoint, uh, I think State definitely has the the advantage here. Uh, they're going to have the advantage over a lot of teams this year, but I think when you look at the cloud, you know, Bednar's start last weekend I thought was excellent. You know, seven strikeouts, no runs, and five innings at in Baton Rouge. will take that all day long. And, of course, Jackson Fristow, uh has been very good as well. So uh, I, I feel much better about Mississippi State's pitching, and that's why I ultimately think they end up winning this series.
2: So do you think that the matchup to watch is what Arkansas is able to do offensively against Mississippi State's pitchers? I mean, I, I don't know that Mississippi State's just going to light up the scoreboard, certainly Correct. not like they did against UNA yesterday, but they're capable offensively. and They certainly have shown the knack for the big hit late in games this year. So, yeah. so is that what we're watching?
21: Yeah, you know, and I even think Mississippi State, granted I saw them on a good weekend in Arlington, but I even think Mississippi State offensively is better than its numbers would indicate. I mean, if you look at Luke Hancock's average, you would go, oh, this guy's just a pretty average hitter. But, you know, like you said, you put him in a big situation, and more often than not he's going to deliver. So, yeah, I do think the matchup to watch is the the Mississippi State rotation. Uh, And, of course, the back end of the bullpen. The thing I always tell people now when I talk about State is, you better have a lead on those guys late in the game because you know what's going to happen at some point? But, like, I don't want to take my chances in needing one or two runs against Landon Sims right now. Like, if, if, if that's my formula, <laughs> like that does not want to be my approach.
2: No. No, I, I think you're on to something there. Uh, let's move one state to the east. The series in Tuscaloosa. Alabama goes and they score wow. 16 runs in game one against Arkansas. And then they score two runs over the next eight innings, and then they lose 5-4 in the midweek to uh, to Southern Miss, which is a really really good baseball team. We've talked about that with you before. What do you make of this series in Tuscaloosa this weekend?
21: Yeah, we'll find we'll find out about that opening game against uh, Arkansas with a little bit of sleep or not, won't we? I mean, I think when you look at this series overall, uh, there's no doubt that Alabama is better. If you look at that whole series against Arkansas, not only did they blow out Arkansas in the first game. Uh, but they were pretty competitive in the last two games. And they're doing this without Connor Prelip. Obviously, Prelip's not going to pitch this weekend. Frankly, I'm, I'm almost getting to the point where I'm very curious to see if he even pitches at all this year. I think getting time my coach says, hey, I think he could pitch in four or five weeks. uh, You know, the T-League on that one is usually not going to pitch at all. But, uh, yes. you know, hopefully he does pitch at some point. But without, without Prelip uh, – I guess I just find this series is one, one that's hard to believe that Alabama wins. I just think when you look at, you know, first starters, you look at old, the old does not have the issues that Arkansas does in the rotation. If you look at the front of the rotation, Gunnar Hoagland has been Mr. Automatic this year. He had what, 13 or 14 strikeouts last week. He's been phenomenal. Uh, Doug McKaysey, obviously. Uh, you know, again, the numbers aren't overwhelming so far this year, but they're a little inflated by that one bad start at Globe Life. But, you know, he's a big game pitcher. Uh Then you look at a big arm like Derek Diamond. I just think Ole Miss – Ole Miss's rotation is a lot more stable right now than Arkansas' was last weekend. So I just think Ole Miss is a really bad matchup against Alabama – with that said, I mean, Alabama, Owen Diodati, uh is off to a really nice start. He had a nice weekend last week, and they certainly have some guys who can hit the ball, but uh, I-, I like Ole Miss in this one. I- I'm I'm not really teetering on this series at all right now.
2: Kendall, is LSU in trouble headed to Knoxville this weekend?
21: They are. They are. I mean, because if you look <laughs> at LSU overall, and I'll actually see them next week against Vandy down in Baton Rouge, uh, which ended up being like a massive series for them if they lose this weekend. But
14: no if you doubt. look
21: at LSU overall – yeah, I mean, if you look at LSU overall, what was the one thing we talked about coming into the season? Like, Jaden Hill has to be what he can be. And what has Jaden Hill been? Not that. I mean, he's already over five. He's not missing bats. He's got 17 strikeouts, I think 25 innings. So he's not getting swings and misses. And that's a problem, because you're talking about a guy with a premium slider and a premium changeup and a fastball up to 95, 96, and he's not missing bats. So... That's an issue. And so the the biggest thing for LSU this week, and not only do they need to bounce back and win that series, uh, they need to get Jaden Hill back on track. Um, If you look at those guys offensively, uh, I feel better about LSU overall offensively than I did last year. I think with Dylan Cruz and Trey Morgan, Uh, those guys have been excellent. And, again, kind of like we talked about in the preseason on the show, is like LSU needs those two freshmen really good. They've been really good. The problem is outside of Landon Marceau, Uh, the pitching has been a little bit of a disappointment. So LSU is a really, really hard team to figure out. But, like, how many times have we seen a Paul Maneri team come out of the gate really slow? Remember that year they got swept by Alabama, and I think they ended up in Omaha? Uh, You know, so, like, like Paul's team historically start pretty slow. But I have no doubt this this team definitely has a few more question marks than some of those past teams that got off the slow starts. Hey,
2: last thing for you, if – Arkansas or Ole miss or excuse me Arkansas or Mississippi State loses the series, but all three games are competitive.
21: Do both of those teams stay in the top five? I think they should. I mean I think both those teams I think both of those teams are top five top six teams without a doubt. Um, and if they're all close games I think they all stay uh, within the you know within two or three spots of each other at least that's the pitch I'm gonna make.
2: yeah how long can we stick with this same top five? Could, could it stay like this for three or four more weeks?
21: It could. I mean, it's kind of crazy, right? It, it, it's, you're gonna you're gonna think I'm lying here. But a couple of weeks ago, when we did the top twenty-five, and we had all SEC in the top five, like I, honest to God, did not even notice it until the SEC put out a tweet about it. <laughs> that, that's how little there like you we go. actually look at that stuff, like the conferences. So it just. It's, Interesting,
5: but from the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs. They're in Ridgeland and in Brandon. Just call them at 601-605-4443. Venable Glass locally owned and operated with free mobile service in the Tri County area. So far in town, no wrecks or breakdowns causing any major problems. Uh, heading out of town 20 in Warren County, all lanes are blocked uh, near exit 15 and a bad accident there will cause some delays for quite some time. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers. Body shop the best from us to you. Call them at 601 353
15: Hey, Tom. Looks like you're a few guys short today.
10: Yeah, one's been out with the flu, another is at the ER, and Lydia at the office has a sick child. Where's Randy? Another contractor offered benefits.
15: You should call New Care MD. They offer full-service medical care, flat monthly rates. Your guys and their families get same-day appointments and minor emergency service. Contact NewCareMD at NewCareMD.com today to learn more about how you can provide affordable direct primary care to your
0: employees.
8: This portion of Sports Talk Mississippi is sponsored by Coleman-Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE-certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman-Taylor today for all your transmission
10: needs. Turning 65 or new to Medicare? Get a $0 premium Medicare plan zero zip silch humana can help making getting care more affordable with our zero dollar premium plans you'll enjoy all the benefits you've come to expect and more your dollar already has enough to do helping you with the budget is only right to learn more call 601-605-5130 to speak to your local humana sales agent.
3: Realtors and homeowners, listen up. When it's time to buy, sell, or most importantly, move, that's when you call Two Men in a Truck. Let us take the worry out of moving so you can focus on what's important. Visit twominintatruck.com.
14: Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at The Range in Gluckstadt. This month, we'll be celebrating the anniversary of our first year in business. My wife, Jane, never misses a chance to remind me how bad my timing was to open a retail gun store right at the start of a global pandemic. But thanks to many of you, we've had a great year. Plus, we've made a lot of new friends. We have ammo arriving daily, and you will find our prices to be the lowest in the area. We'll be offering specials all month to celebrate me proving my wife wrong. So I hope you'll come see us. Ace Bolton Screw Company, Locally owned and operated
0: for over 50 years Come by and check out our newly remodeled store We serve your entire fastener, safety equipment, and tool needs We've got all the biggest brands of power tools and hand tools DeWalt, Milwaukee, Makita, Channel Lock, Irwin, and Lennox Just to name a few Let us help you get the job done right Come see us at Ace Bolton Screw Company, Jackson, Tupelo, Atlanta, and Gluckstadt
13: Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
11: Can you feel it? Can you hear
1: it? Sports Talk Mississippi. Yeah! On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: So Kendall kind of on board with what we were thinking as well. A blowout in either direction this weekend with Mississippi State and Arkansas seems highly unlikely, but you play the games and who knows what happens. But that would be a surprising result. He didn't have much hesitation on Ole Miss winning the series in Tuscaloosa. I did not realize that LSU hosts Vanderbilt next weekend. Goodness That's that makes Tennessee. That's that they got to get two. They have to somehow, some way get two. Good luck, but they got to do it. Because if they lose two, let's say they lose two this weekend, and they're sitting there at two and four in the league with Vandy rolling in, well, then you're probably sitting at two and seven. Yeah, I mean, they might get the Sunday game. I don't think Vanderbilt's quite got it finished out, but it's hard to believe they're beating Rocker or, or Lighter. We'll see. My apologies, I I did not mean to ask Kendall a question that was going to run us into the break. He actually did talk a little bit as we were going off about Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech and how big a series that is in Hattiesburg this week. And he said, you know, we talked a lot about the American Conference going into the season because of East Carolina and UCF and others, but Conference USA has been the the, the best of the non-Power 5 leagues so far. With Louisiana Tech ranked in the top twenty five and Southern Miss knocking on the door. I don't know if two and two get Southern Miss into the top twenty five. But if they win three this weekend, I think you absolutely see them in the top twenty five next week. I agree with that. And goodness gracious deservedly so. Well,
3: would that be twelve of their last fourteen?
2: Yeah. Yeah, they want what, nine of ten?
3: Yep. So yeah, I believe that's the the correct math, and that would be three wins over a ranked team. And D one didn't have Alabama ranked, but that would be three wins over ranked Louisiana Tech and a midweek win over, according to some, ranked Alabama. Yeah, that'll get you there.
2: Yeah, no uh, no question about that. Hey, John Cohen is going to join us in about ten minutes, eh, fourteen minutes technically. Uh, and we will talk with him about attendance policy this weekend. Kind of, hey, Dad, just big picture on what you expect to hear and what you've been able to put together so far. You know,
4: I'm hearing some conflicting stuff, so that's why I'm interested to talk to John, because you know, at first it seemed like there was a lot of momentum to get things opened up, but now there's some rumors that maybe it won't be as open as as we might have thought it was going to be. So we'll get the clarity that we need uh, when we talk to John in just a few minutes.
2: Yeah, I'm anxious to uh, to see that. Because, look, nothing happens in a vacuum in the state of Mississippi, right? Right. I mean, no, nothing. It, there, there's always looking up the road or down the road as to what the in-state rival is doing. And Mississippi State fans saw what the crowds were like in Oxford last weekend. Yeah. And if they didn't see it, they heard about it. And they were big. And... I don't know what the difference is. Because one of the things that John Cohen told us was that the, the plan that the two schools were rolling out was basically identical. Right. So, I don't know. And listen, it's also possible that Mississippi State's kind of opening things up without really saying they're opening things up. Just kind of letting it happen. I don't know if that's the best way to get a lot of extra people to the ballpark, but does that make sense at all?
4: No. So it's just like they're just changing the policies but not making them public? I'm not really sure what you're saying there.
2: Well, I mean, I guess like with the Ole Miss situation, they made it available to season ticket holders, you know, for everybody to get tickets that first weekend back. Mm -hmm. And then the second weekend, they didn't really announce that, Hey, if you want to come buy a general admission ticket, you can come buy a general admission ticket. Okay. But that was the case. When when they, when folks got to the ballpark, if they wanted to buy a ticket, they could buy a ticket and get into the game. Right. And then last weekend, it was, I mean, I think it was announced that you could buy general admission tickets at the, at the gate, and boy, did they come. Yeah. In a big way. So, we'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see what John Cohen's got to, uh, say on that. Look, Borky, we kind of ran out of time on this a second ago or, or a few minutes ago on the Elijah Moore story. And I know that's something you wanted to dig a little bit deeper on. And, and it is fascinating because when you think about the arc of his career at Ole Miss, good player, then really good player, and then you have the, the crazy ending to the Mississippi State game where he hikes his leg, penalty, missed extra point, Bulldogs win, People have said it cost Ole Miss the game. You have no idea what would have happened in overtime, whatever. Well, guaranteed they didn't win the game. Y- you yes. Know? I
3: mean, so it, it, well, you never know what happened in overtime.
2: Guaranteed but... they didn't win the game. The penalty made the extra point harder and so on and so on. Well, when you have a
3: kicker that struggles to make them. Yeah. Anyway, point is so, he was credited as being the GOAT, not the good GOAT, the bad GOAT after that game.
2: Matt Luke shortly thereafter loses his job. About a month later, Joe Moorhead loses his job. We've talked about the the ripple effect from that one event and all the changes that happened all over college football as a result. But then you fast forward to this past season, and Lane Kiffin's hired. And Lane Kiffin tells Elijah Moore right after he's hired, we're going to rewrite the record books with you. And then... It was a 10-game season. And then it turned into a nine-game season plus a bowl game. So finished at 10 games, but Elijah Moore didn't play in the last two. He didn't play against LSU. He didn't play in the bowl game. And so in eight games, he rewrote the record books.
3: Yeah. Against SEC-only competition. Yeah. And while not being in the defensive game plan rooms, I imagine even Will Muschamp, who gave up, I don't know, 775 yards to Elijah Moore that night, they probably thought to themselves and said out loud, let's make Jonathan Mingo beat us. That guy can't beat us. If somebody else does, fine. And he got bracket covered at times, man. I mean, it's... Impressive doesn't describe the kind of year that he had, which is why when we we did the spring practice questions and the common one, who replaces Elijah Moore? I think you saw today, nobody. He is a very special and unique player. Like I said earlier, J.C. Horn. I mean, I think if he's available at 28, he's going to be a saint. But he's probably getting picked before. I guess. He was so
2: unimpressive in that game that I saw him in Oxford. But, but, but that's, that's the point. That's he was the point.
3: impressive the rest of the season. Yeah. No, you're right. But Elijah you're, Moore you're made right. him look terrible. J.C. Horn beat Auburn by himself as a defensive back. You're right. And couldn't cover him. Oh, I just him. made
2: huge play after huge play at the end of that game.
3: Yeah. And, and, and you're right. couldn't cover him. He's he's special. And in a twisted way... I mean, I joked about this on Twitter. You know, if not for him hiking his leg, he's probably not going to be a first-round pick. So dog pee celebrations equal millions of dollars, as it turns out. Can we out. clean up this
4: verbiage? It is urination simulation. Yeah. I, I'm trying to get this branding working here, guys. Yeah,
2: but there's a grand total of one person who's referred to that in three years, and it's you. It, two.
4: two pe- Plenty of people have referred to it as such on Twitter. My listeners. Okay.
3: It's so like the... Uh, sir. I tried to get Grandpa Jake for Jake Mangum going. It just didn't go anywhere. Yeah. That was a good nickname, though. But in a, in a twisted way, that embarrassment that night is the best thing that's ever happened to him. Aside from the fact you learn from mistakes and grow as a person and all that stuff. I mean, like, in the immediate tangible, doing that led to him getting a competent offensive coach that would unleash uh, unlock his talents. He was always that talented – it was just run left, run right, roll out right, throw him an eight-yard hitch when it's third and ten, and you punt the football away. Yeah, uh, there's so, no
2: question that that they schemed game after game after game to get the ball in his hands.
4: Yeah, 100.
2: And I, mean, and that I was, think
4: that was the game plan: get your best player of the football. Not
2: and and, and really, that's the success and the brilliance of Lane Kiffin as a coach. Period. Not as a coach at Ole Miss but as a coach, period. When Jalen Waddell was his best player, he got the ball to Jalen Waddell. When it was a running back who was the best player at Alabama, they ran the offense through him. They did a couple of different things philosophically at FAU to maximize the talent of whatever they've got on the field. And I think that's the reason that people just kind of assume that, yes... Ole Miss has got to figure out how to replace the production of Elijah Moore and Kenny Yaboa, But there's not just a whole lot of doubt that they will figure out a way to do that because Lane Kiffin has a history of figuring out how to be productive offensively with whoever it is that he's got. Yeah. And I think when we talked about the whole questions about Ole Miss, that's the reason that I went to the defensive side. Can, can they be just a little better defensively? C Spire Text Line, will John Rice Plumley pick up the pieces left behind by Moore? Well,
3: maybe. We'll see. That just takes away to me how uniquely skilled Moore is. Not saying he can't be good, but to say, yeah, he'll pick up the pieces, uh, I don't know many guys that can. John Cullen joins us next on the Farm Bureau
12: phone line. On the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, showers and thunderstorms likely high near 79. Tonight, a 20% chance of rain, low around 53. Your finally Friday, mostly sunny, high near 78. A 50-50 shot of rain for your Saturday, mostly cloudy, high near 83. Before your Sunday, a 40% chance of rain, high near 73. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon
10: into your hometown Mississippi, Arkansas Ag location and Tractor Up during discount days. For six days only, April 5th through 10th. Get 0% for 84 months financing on all John Deere 1 through 5 series tractors, plus an additional $500 off. You won't want to miss the deals on these powerful tractors for all your spring chores. Tractor Up at any of our 16 locations or online at agup.com. Offer ends 41021. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details.
12: The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth and Gull Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap. Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich and the best burger in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
8: I'm Liz Brister with Entergy. Extreme weather can cause extreme power demands and increase bills. Here's some tips to save energy and money. Set your thermostat to 68 in the winter and 78 in the summer. Open curtains to help you warm your home with free sunlight on cold days. Close them during hot days to keep things a little cooler. We want to help you lower your usage and your bill. Get more money-saving tips at Entergy.com slash efficiency.
0: 26.
8: I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. We've got hand washing stations with soap, paper towels, and water and we've also got hand sanitizers to rent or sell. Please give us a call 601 879
16: I'm Stephen Gagliano and you're listening to Super Supertalk Mississippi News Just like last week's event, the National Weather Service is issuing a particularly dangerous situation alert along with a tornado watch for a large portion of Mississippi Meteorologist Bill Parker explains what that means.
20: With a PDS watch we can see winds in excess of 70 miles per hour or greater we can see large hail up to golf ball size or greater and we can see tornadoes that can produce EF2 damage or
16: And Wednesday, Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith spoke out against the Democratic effort to reform elections, which she says would upend Mississippi's voter ID laws.
9: Let me tell you about Jennifer Jackson in Brookhaven, Mississippi. My friend, and she's a friend of Mitt Romney's as well, she called me and said, Cindy, I went to vote. They told me I had already voted. Then she looked above who signed her name, and her deceased dad had already voted that day, too. So don't tell me there is not voter fraud.
18: Hi, folks. This is Will Primos. I'm back on the radio again to talk about an issue that I'm passionate about and to rally all of you who love the great outdoors to take action. The Mississippi House of Representatives recently passed landmark legislation, House Bill 1231, which would allow our state to invest in wildlife conservation, leverage additional matching funds, and is a true game changer for Mississippi. But the Mississippi Senate gutted the bill, provided no money, and excluded conservation groups from participating in the program. I'm surprised that Lieutenant. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman doesn't support using proceeds from sales of hunting and fishing equipment towards this quality of life issue, which impacts the future of all Mississippians. If you love the great outdoors, and you agree with me, call Lieutenant Governor Hoseman at 601-359-3200 and ask him to provide a real dedicated source of revenue to invest in conservation efforts. It's common sense to support the great outdoors, the state's most valuable resource. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Store Coalition.
1: This is Sports Talk Mississippi, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Start of a pretty busy weekend for Mississippi State is about half an hour away. The men's basketball team will face Richmond in their next NIT game. That one tips off in Denton, Texas at 5 o'clock. John Cohen joins us now, athletics director at Mississippi State on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites com and go with the home team, at Mississippi Farm Bureau. John, always appreciate a, a few minutes of your time. Uh, let's start with hoops. Just a a quick thought on the uh, postseason for uh, for Mississippi State and trying to kind of keep things rolling in the NIT.
22: Yeah, really, really proud of those guys and the effort they've given. You know, just not a ton of SEC experience coming into this thing with this group, and you know, as is the case for a lot of teams in our league, Richard you know the the issue becomes can you keep them all together you know or or do you do you lose some to the the NBA draft uh if we can keep this group together we we feel like it's got a chance to be a, a really good basketball team
2: yeah certainly certainly three monster pieces that have been so good all season long and i, I think probably a lot of reason to be excited going into uh into next basketball season Obviously, the focus for so many people right now is on a monster series in Starkville uh, with Mississippi State and Arkansas coming up. A top three matchup between those two teams. And uh, folks want to know whether or not they can go to the game. Uh, I know there's some ticket information and some policy information that has been released. Just try to, as clearly as you possibly can, explain what the plan is for, uh, for attendance this weekend for baseball.
22: Well, it's remarkably similar to, to Ole Miss. In fact, I was talking to Keith Carter just on, on Monday night. We had a little bit of an advantage in that we did not open up at home this past weekend We we went down to LSU. So very similar. Uh, very similar numbers is uh, the situation at, at Ole Miss this past weekend when they hosted Auburn. Um, increased number of students, a significant increase in the amount of students. Of course, our, our cheer back area uh, will be sold out and increased capacity um, in our outfield as well. Uh, not, not as many general admission as we've done in the past because we have stair-stepped this a little bit, but significantly more than we have had at um, any part of this season.
2: So bottom line is when we watch this weekend, the ballpark's going to be pretty darn close to full.
22: Um, you know, it just depends on how you define full, because of course, and and I'm, I'm sure it's it's very similar <laughs> in Ole Miss and quite frankly it's Southern Miss as well. Um, so many of our great fans want to stand in the outfield areas, and of course, you have much more capacity in a non-COVID year to put those those folks out there. So, um, you know, we we've, we've had as many as uh thirteen thousand one hundred for it's uh, the Stanford Super Regional. Yeah, We won't be to that number, but it, it'll be a significant number. Let's just put it like this. Um, everybody there will feel like it has the vibe or the, uh, the feeling of a big-time SEC baseball game. What
2: about for people that don't currently, either in their hand or in their app or inbox, have a ticket? And they say, I want to go to Starkville this weekend... Is there a scenario where somebody can drive from Tupelo or Jackson or West Point and buy a ticket when they get to the ballpark?
22: Yeah, I think that that would probably be a little bit difficult with the demand that we've had. Again, in okay. a normal year, that would be no problem. Um, but we, we do have to control the numbers somewhat, just like Ole Miss does and just like South, uh, Southern Miss does. So, you know, in the past, we would just keep selling them. But again, the amount of tickets that we have that are sold that are out there right now is a significant number. Uh, so, but for those who want to drive up, I, I would heavily advise them to look at the secondary market, see what's available. Um, one of the things that always happens, Richard, is we're a family here at Mississippi State, and people go on to social media and say, "Hey, I need a ticket." And I've seen a lot of transactions that have happened. Through social media, so that I think is your best bet. Um, but but again, is it where we want it to be? No, but it's it's we're going to get real close to where we want it to be this weekend.
2: Hey, is there a website where people can uh, can donate to your political campaign? Hey, you got you got the politician answers just
21: nailed right now.
22: <laughs> I don't know. Is that a compliment? You know, it, you know these things that might not be as big a compliment. But uh, no, I appreciate it. We just um, we feel <laughs> I'm very. I'm messing with coach. you, and I, and I will tell you. You know, I, I, Keith and I have spent a lot of time together going over this because we want to get it right. We want to get it right for our fans uh, on both sides of this. We want to we want to be careful, but at the same time, we want nobody wants full houses more than John Cohen, Keith Carter, the Commissioner of the SEC, our President Mark Keenum, and we're going to get there. I'm not quite there yet, but we're going to get there.
2: I I will tell you this: it was such a cool feeling to go to the ballpark last weekend, and it felt like baseball again. It it felt like the the baseball that Mississippians are so passionate about, and that's a really neat thing given where we've been for the last year.
22: Yeah, hey, let's be real too. This doesn't, in in terms of baseball, doesn't happen everywhere.
2: You know, right. it, doesn't,
22: it doesn't happen even in all of the states of the SEC. Very few places create that atmosphere like uh, we have in the state of Mississippi. And, I, and I'll give Southern Miss a lot of credit. I mean, let's just look at this last 10 years, Southern Miss, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss in the College World Series. I mean, we take our baseball seriously. And you're right. When When our folks come out tomorrow and we have that big crowd and – you know, they, they I mean, they see that smoke coming up from the outfield. It's just—it's—it's it's an incredible feeling, and I—I uh, I, I can't wait for our fans to be able to experience that again.
4: Well, well, John, we also take our football seriously here in the state of Mississippi. Looking ahead a few weeks to Super Bulldog Weekend in the spring game, I know you've already started those conversations. Can you give us an idea of what attendance might look like for for that event?
22: Yeah, I, we're going to have attendance at that event, and we're, we're working toward finalizing that as well. I know our kids are really excited about that. Uh, like most of these games in the in the uh, spring, um, it'll be pretty scripted. Um, but, you know, there's, <laughs> if you get to see Coach Leach's offense and – and uh, Coach Arnett's defense—that's I, I, pretty good stuff, right there. I, I'm so pleased with how we've progressed in our practices. And I think we're into our fourth or fifth practice this evening. We've been waiting for the weather to get out of here, and thank goodness it has. Although, obviously, we—you know—there's there, still a lot of danger in in Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia. Um yeah. But, but yeah, um, excited about that game. Of course, it's going to happen uh, the Saturday that we play Old Miss. And I screwed this up on a on another show uh i think a week ago the old miss weekend of course is a friday saturday sunday our kentucky weekend is actually a thursday friday saturday format but we will play football uh, i believe it's slotted for 11 a.m prior to our baseball game with old miss so it'll be a big big weekend here in starkville
4: easy fix to that john just don't go on other shows just just
22: stay exclusive
4: <laughs> to sportsbook mississippi
22: no, I screwed it up and said that our, our Ole Miss series was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then I immediately, like two seconds later, looked at my schedule and uh, and messed that one up. But but we yeah. got it fixed, so we're good.
2: There you go. How much time is being devoted right now to plans for the fall when, when football season hopefully is back to full capacity for everybody? Because uh, as much as we want baseball stadiums to be full, football is obviously the revenue generator for everybody. And... I've talked with people in the SEC office that say, "Yes, we want baseball to be big, but we can't mess anything up for the fall based on you know short-term goals."
22: Yeah, I I, I think there's some some uh, legitimacy to that. Uh, how we handle the rest of this baseball season, and quite frankly, the direction that Kobe goes in, is going to affect football next fall. Um, but I'm, I'm just very common. I. I I, you know, this is going to sound really naive, guys, and I don't mean to sound this way, but I just I have so much faith and trust in what our country has the ability to do, and I just I think we're going to get by this. It's going to take work. It's taken a ton of work. We've been into this for more than a year now, but I think we're going to get it figured out, and I think we're going to have jam football stadiums in the fall, and I, I can't wait for it.
2: You can't answer this question in forty five seconds, but I'm, I, that's that's the time limit. Why is Chris Lemonis such a good baseball coach?
22: I think he's got a lot of Ron Polk in him. He's very patient. Um, he's intense when he needs to be. He can get young people's attention. He has a brilliant baseball mind. He's an outstanding recruiter. Um, he just has a perfect temperament, in my opinion, to be an outstanding baseball coach. And he really sees the big picture all the time. And, and you know, he has chosen a brilliant staff, too. I mean, I think Gotro is one of the elite hitting guys in the entire country, and I think Fox is one of the best pitching guys out there. It's a great combination. and um, Guys, it's just so great to be talking about baseball since we lost it a year ago. It makes you really appreciate the fact that we have it now.
2: Twenty seconds left. If you were still in the dugout, would you be employing the shift as much as Chris Lamonis does?
22: (laughs) You know, it just depends on what the analytics tell me. I mean, if I'm looking at a piece of paper or a spreadsheet that's saying, hey, the numbers tell you to do it. Yeah, absolutely I'm doing it, and that's what Chris is doing as well. The analytics have really taken over the sport. Yeah. Numbers don't lie, and so you have to listen to the numbers. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. John, thanks
2: so much for your time. No, you're looking forward to a big weekend, and I look forward to talking to you soon.
22: Thank you, guys. You guys have a great day.
2: You as well. That's John Cohen, Athletics Director at Mississippi State, joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Hello.
5: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive. Crossgates, call them at 601-605-4443. So far, so good in town. No wrecks or breakdowns causing no major problems. Looking good 55 south and northbound, as well as 20 east and west at the stack. There is that accident still in Warren County. 20 is completely shut down near exit 15. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers, 601-353-5217. Driving a car you hate? Don't stay stuck. It's time to change your luck.
13: I'm learning a wee bit of the luck of the Irish to my friends at Ridgeland Mitsubishi to get you into the new vehicle you will love. That's right. At Ridgeland Mitsubishi, we're on a mission to help you change your luck. Still making payments on your current vehicle? You're in luck. Don't have enough for a big down payment? You're in luck. New or old, pay off or not, don't stay stuck. Let Ridgeland Mitsubishi get you into the vehicle you really want. Right now, pay just $189 per month on new 2021 Mitsubishi G4s. That's $189 per month and pay only two ninety nine per month on new 2021 Mitsubishi Outlander Sports. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty. Bad credit, no credit, it doesn't matter. 100% credit approval is a number one goal. Come change your luck only at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi G4, stock number 1799, Outlander stock number 1712. Nineteen ninety nine down, 2.9% for 84 months. A deal for details with approved credit.
15: Mississippi prisons are in crisis because of extremely long sentences and parole laws that offer no way out. These laws are costing us millions and don't make us any safer. State lawmakers are considering solutions that safely reduce the prison population. They need our support. Without reform, we all pay. Families, communities, and taxpayers. We can fix this crisis, but only if we act now. Paid for by Forward.us. How. The only thing that may be faster than Napa driver Chase
1: Elliott is the free Napa Racing Chase Elliott Caps. Get one free at a participating Napa Auto Parts store when you spend $25 or more. Score a free 28-cam backpack cooler with the purchase of 5 quarts of Mobile One motor oil. Napa has Mobile One high mileage, truck and SUV, and full synthetic
10: on sale for $26.99 for a 5-quart jump. Sale price good through March 31st and supplies of Chase Elliott Caps are limited. Napa
17: Know How
12: I was a drug addict for 16 years, but I've been sober almost seven years now. Christian business owner and family man. At
17: Adult and Teen Challenge, we're helping rescue men out of addiction right here in Mississippi and teaching them how to be productive members of society. Help us by donating a vehicle to our vehicle donation program. Any condition, running or not, we pick it up, we do all the paperwork, and you get a tax deduction. Contact us, 601-572-7296, or go to mercyhouseteenchallenge.org. Thank you for
7: helping us get our dad.
1: Where Mississippi comes to talk. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Okay. Let's go. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top.
15: Don't hurt yourself.
1: Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Pat Forty tweets, sources, the FBI investigation to LSU basketball on Will Wade remains open and ongoing. To which I saw a response from uh, our friend Matt Moscona, also newsworthy, the sun came up today and the sky is blue. So, in terms of the headline, Matt is right. Here's what the story points to, though. There have been no public developments for some time, but the federal investigation of LSU men's basketball and Coach Will Wade remains active. According to multiple sources, FBI agents have been in Baton Rouge recently, sources said, continuing an investigation that dates back several years. You remember the Department of Justice Southern District of New York was involved with the college basketball corruption investigation that began back in September of 2017. Michael Bonnet, a spokesman at LSU, told Sports Illustrated earlier today that the school is unaware of any recent FBI inquiries or presence in Baton Rouge. Will Wade's attorney did not respond, nor did the spokesman for the Southern District of New York as a uh, division of the United States Department of Justice. So, back in August of last year, August of 2020, ESPN got a document from NCAA enforcement asserting the following. And I don't know if we... I guess we just missed this somewhere along the way. Asserting that Will Wade, quote, arranged for, offered, and or provided impermissible payments, including cash, to at least 11 men's basketball prospective student-athletes, their family members, individual associate individuals associated with the prospects, and or non-scholastic coaches, in exchange for the prospect's enrollment at LSU. Now, that actually came from the NCAA, not from the FBI. And whatever the FBI uncovers, I don't think there's any... not any reason to believe, but I don't think that it's like a slam dunk that the FBI or the Department of Justice turns that information over to the NCAA. But if the NCAA is alleging that, and they have proof of that, that there was pay-for-play with 11 different prospects, including at least one that we know of is currently playing at LSU, and Javante Smart... Not only is Will Wade going to lose his job eventually, we think, the penalties that will be leveled against LSU basketball might be unlike anything we have seen in a long, long time. Will Wade has kept his job through all of this, by the way. LSU did redo his contract and has the ability to fire him without paying him anything if he gets popped with level one violations. The NCAA has not yet delivered a notice of allegations to LSU regarding, uh, regarding the program. While awaiting that document, which could lead to Wade's termination for cause, he's coached two more seasons and has made 4 or $5 million more.
3: I've got the same question I had years ago when they started arresting people. Like, hearing that... I don't remember that story breaking. I assume just because football was on the brain and other things, it slipped underneath the cracks. If the NCAA has documentation that says that he facilitated payments to at least 11 players or their families, then the NCAA should shoot him to the moon. I mean, you've got the audio. that That's fine. But... Are we really going to investigate and arrest this guy when his worst crime is giving money to people? I mean, he didn't yeah, I don't steal think money the from people. He deserves to
2: go to jail. I mean, I guess he might
3: when it's all said and done. I don't think that's really. I don't think that's going to happen. I just doesn't this feel like such a waste of resources? I mean, these agents could be working on actual crimes. Will Wade? I've never sl- understood why the FBI was involved yeah. with this. They're- Will Wade's a slimy dude, and the NCAA should punish him because he got caught. Right? That's the thing. If you get caught, you get punished. I'm fine with that. But like, these investigators could be using these resources to catch actual criminals. Not a guy giving money to another guy for being good at basketball. Like, am I supposed to be morally outraged to the point where this guy should go to prison over it? Like, am I going to sleep better at night knowing that the hardened criminal Will Wade is off the streets? Where's the victim here? He gave money to people. What a horrible guy. I, I just, I can't, can't wrap my mind around that side of this deal.
2: Yeah. And Chuck Person went to jail.
3: He went to the federal pokey. It's crazy to me. What are you in for? Armed robbery? What are you in for? I gave money to kids for being good at basketball.
2: Hmm. And so
3: it continues.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at Supertalk.fm. Five o'clock hour just around the corner. That means the college football fix is next.
7: And Florida
1: Florida Jackson. Mississippi. World. Powered by professionals at 601
17: 345 Fox News, I'm Carol McHugh. President Biden says he would never leave unaccompanied children alone to starve along the southern border,
18: unlike his predecessor. The idea that I'm going to say, which I would never do, If an unaccompanied child ends up at the border, we're just going to let him starve to death and stay on the other side. No previous administration did that either. Except Trump. The
17: president at his first formal White House press conference this afternoon, Republicans claim that the Biden administration's keeping kids longer than is allowable by law. The House speaker says this is one of the reasons for the sudden surge in migrants along the southern border.
8: What we have seen is uh, more people now because COVID prevented some people from coming in a previous uh,
17: season. Nancy Pelosi at her weekly press conference. America is listening to Fox News.
13: Smith Marine has killer boat deals on sale now, featuring Crest Pontoons and Suzuki Motors. Offering thousands of new boats right now along with Suzuki Specials. This is the best time to buy your new or used boat. You'll never find a better deal. Smith Marine, 149 Harbor Drive, Main Harbor Marina
16: in Ridgeland. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The number of children crossing the border is rising. Mississippi Congressman Benny Thompson recently told MSNBC there are people in Mississippi who want to help. I'm
12: hearing from people uh, in my area who want to facilitate some of the young people. And I'm 1,500 miles from the border, but there are people who have a conscience who want to help. We need to make sure that those individuals are certified so that if they want to help, and they meet the test.
16: And it appears there's already been one fatality as a result of the ongoing severe weather event. Multiple reports indicate that a tree fell onto a mobile home late Wednesday night in Wilkinson County, killing one person inside. Emergency management officials continue to warn that mobile homes are not safe during a tornado or when high-speed winds are present. If you're building a new home or remodeling an older home,
1: amazing propane is for you a propane tankless water heater a propane generator a propane gas grill and oven propane fireplaces even lighting propane such a versatile clean cost-effective source of energy for any home propane clean american energy visit mspropane.com to learn more by now most of the farmers in north mississippi know us And a whole lot of people who love this land for hunting and fishing know us as well. Mississippi Land Bank has helped finance farmland, farm equipment, country homes, and recreational land for more than 100 years. We know the people, the crops, and the best fishing spots as well. We know the lay of the land in North Mississippi, and that's where I stand. Visit mslandbank.com.
16: A bill signed into law will help prepare Mississippi students for the jobs of the future. With support from C-Spire, the Mississippi Computer Science and Cyber Education Equality Act will lead to the implementation of a computer science curriculum in all K 12 public and charter schools in Mississippi by 2025. Workers with a background in computer science are in high demand and short supply in Mississippi, with around 1,500 jobs currently going unfilled and. Tourism is the fourth largest industry in Mississippi. Rochelle Hicks, the executive director of the Mississippi Tourism Association, explains that even in a year like 2020, the state saw a large number of visitors.
9: We had 21 million people that spent $5.65 billion in Mississippi. So that's a huge amount of money that goes back to the general fund.
16: The industry also makes up nearly 10% of all jobs in Mississippi. Stephen Gagliano, Supertalk Mississippi News.
11: Seaspire 5G. We're building a fast, powerful 5G network to bring you faster phones. You heard right. Seaspire 5G. Phones. Faster. Saying it anymore would be. Seaspire 5G. Faster phones. No bull. For a limited time, get our best 5G phone free with trade-in.
1: Real talk for real Mississippians. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. Back to the sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Sounds good. On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm Richard Cross Michael Borky and Brian Haydad there's an NIT game that was supposed to be underway in Denton Texas right now at the University of North Texas Coliseum that game involves Mississippi State and Richmond it's quarterfinal matchup in the NIT the winner will meet uh, possibly Western Kentucky we'll we'll see who they end up playing Uh, either Western Kentucky or Louisiana Tech Game has been delayed because of a malfunctioning basket. Huh? Do you have any more details, hey Dad?
4: None. Don't don't even know what a malfunctioning basket would be.
3: The, the only hole detail is of that, nothing can go through it.
4: That would be pretty typical for Mississippi State basketball. So the only uh, the only the only thing worth reporting from that game, and that was story was broken by uh, my friends over at Twenty Four Seven Sports, is that Tolu Smith not playing tonight, uh, not disciplinary, has not opted out, just
2: not available. That's code word for COVID in twenty twenty, isn't it? Twenty
4: one it feels like it. it.
2: Feels like it. We'll see what happens with uh with Howland in post game. All right. So, uh, Mississippi State and Richmond uh, about to tip off in just a matter of moments. We're glad to be with you as we roll into the five o'clock hour. This is Sports Talk Mississippi streaming online at supertalk.fm. let so just jump right in. College football fix. Do it. I
3: thought you were setting it up. Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> I'm
2: good with that. I was going to tell you about the ceasefire text line, but let's just roll right into the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to BuyFordNow.com to find out all that's going on. But I'll tell you right now, it's truck month, and that means it's a great opportunity for you to get behind the wheels. The 2021 Ford F-150, newly redesigned and spectacular. List season. is it begun already? Oh, it's here. Are we there?
4: List season? there's, There's lists coming out five minutes after the national championship
2: game ends. It's always list season. From The Athletic, Stuart Mandel and Bruce Feldman put out their top 25 list college football coaches. There is agreement with the top four on these two. Nick Saban, one. Dabo Sweeney, two. I'm assuming that that is... um, At three, Brian Kelly. Brian Brian Kelly at Notre Dame. Three. Borky already disagrees. (laughs) I mean, Lincoln Riley at number four. Stuart Mandel has Ryan Day at five, while Bruce Feldman
3: has James Franklin at five. Yeah, what? I, I respect Bruce Feldman as a reporter, and I made one of these lists earlier today. It's difficult to do. But a couple of his selections are head-scratching and then some, and this is the first one. I like, get smart. Brian Kelly. I do. I, I think he's overrated. I, why, why is Brian Kelly ahead of Lincoln Riley?
2: Because he's done what he's done at Notre Dame, not Oklahoma, where it's harder to do.
3: But Oklahoma has one national championship in 30 years. It's well, is is Oklahoma. One really...
4: more than Oklahoma. That's one more than Notre Dame has True. in the in 43 years, I believe.
3: But, I mean, what What? No, no I haven't been
4: that long. 80, 88?
3: 30, 33 years. 33 years. Yeah, yeah. You're off a decade. It's before I it's was born, a long time, buddy. Four years before I was born. At that point, it almost becomes negligible. And I tell you
4: right now, if you had tried telling somebody my age or my dad's age especially in 88 when Notre Dame won the national title, that that was going to be it, nobody would have believed you. So No.
2: No. Lou Holtz had it rolling. Yeah. Brian Kelly's been at Notre Dame for a long time now. He was there yeah. obviously pre-playoff, but yeah. Yeah. So Stuart Mandel has Kirby Smart 6, Jimbo Fisher 7. Why Smart over Fisher?
4: It's a good question.
3: Jimbo has a national title. He was very consistent at Florida State, and he just took Texas A&M to a top five ranking. Yeah. Hey, it's splitting hairs, of course, but he also had Ed Ogeron at number eight. I get it. Like you say all the time, you don't go. I mean, he went fifteen to zero and won a national championship. That is something that cannot be taken away from him. Dan Mullen at nine,
2: Matt Campbell at ten, Luke Fickle eleven, Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern at twelve.
6: Ah, top ten for me.
3: Jeff Munkin and Army at number 13. Those three guys are interesting to me. Because when you're making a list, like when you're talking about who the best coaches in college football are, shouldn't you also factor in not just what they're doing, but where they're doing it? I mean...
2: Yeah, I know. I agree. Because I mean, you're talking about Iowa State, Cincinnati, Northwestern, and Army
3: in yeah. that group
2: of four with Campbell, Fickle, Fitzgerald, and Munkin. See, I think
3: I think Munkin... At this point, you could probably call a top-ten coach. That Maybe that is an over-exaggeration, but Army, when he took over, couldn't win. And you know the type of kids they have to recruit. They just have to find a guy that is willing to have a, an atypical college experience, undersells it, on top well, of a, a kind of a good football player, and they're not even among the service academies, the best football program in the service academy. So you have to recruit a certain kind of kid and your second fiddle for those kind of kids. And now he has built a respectable, just football program. I mean, service academy aside, that's a respectable, capable, winning football program. And he's got to get a certain kind of kid that nobody else has to get. Here's my problem with that. And, and I think he's a
2: really good football coach. If Jeff Munkin's on the list, why is Ken Niamatololo not on the list? See, he belongs. Because Army does not really play. They don't play a difficult schedule. It's difficult for them. I mean, you've got a guy that's going to be... I I understand, but I mean, even if you compare the schedule that Army plays to the schedule that Navy plays, it's not apples to apples.
3: Yeah, no, he belongs too. Uh, He should be up here, and the fact that he's not, I think, is really underselling the difficult job that those two guys have. Paul Christ at Wisconsin is at 14. He's a model of consistency. You know what you're going to get every year. Okay. Uh, Kyle Whittingham at uh, 15 at Utah. I forgot how long he's been there. He's been there forever. for a long time. Yeah, since 2005. I think it's even earlier than that, because he took over after Meyer left, right?
2: Yeah, wasn't it two thousand and four though when Utah beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl, and that was Urban Meyer's last season at Utah? No,
3: two thousand and four okay, they
4: they won, they won the Fiesta Bowl.
3: Yeah, and he yeah. was the interim. He won that. You're game thinking as of a you're goal. thinking of 08. 08. He is, is that is that uh. So when did Whittingham get sure. the job at Utah? He 05. was the, yeah 05 was his first full year. He was the okay. interim for Urban in the bowl game in 04. But, I mean, what he's done is impressive, too. They made the jump under his tutelage from the Mountain West to the Pac-12 and didn't really miss a beat. No, I mean, they, they didn't. They had a couple of five and seven seasons right after they made the jump, but they kept rising, and, I mean, that's incredible.
2: I'm assuming this is Bill Clark yes, at 16. Is. Bill Clark at UAB at 16. Stuart Mandel has James Franklin at 17. That makes a lot more sense to me than 5. P.J. Fleck at 18. Mario Cristobal at 19, which seems a little low. Hugh Freeze at 20. Kirk Ferentz at 21. Lance Leopold at Buffalo at 22. David Shaw at 23. That's a stretch for me. Yeah, I'm not. Stanford has not uh, not adapted. No. Um, Lane Kiffin at 24, and Tom Allen at Indiana at 25. Is Kiffin in the right spot on
3: this list? I'd have him a little higher. If you were starting a program today... Are you hiring Lane Kiffin or Kirk Ferentz?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a, That's an easy answer, but Kirk that's not Ferentz, necessarily what this list is about. But
3: Kirk Ferentz has been 7-5 and five on average in any time frame you want in his time at Iowa. 5 years, 10 years, 15 years, whole career. He's a 7-1 football coach, has not elevated the program at all.
2: So that was Mandel's list. We'll look at the differences with Feldman's list when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi, this is the College Football Fix driven by Ford.
5: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you glass needs, they're in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive. Crossgates, just call 601-605-4443. Outside of that one major accident out in Warren County on 20 near Exit 15, that has traffic backed up a good 10 miles or so. Uh, there is lane blockages. Otherwise, back in town, no other major problems. Please buckle up and drive safe. Have a great evening. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. Call them at 601-353-5217.
10: Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor. Exit 114 in Gluckstadt, or online at binnelson.com.
5: Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where garden mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in
15: Richland. Mississippi prisons are in crisis because of extremely long sentences and parole laws that offer no way out. These laws are costing us millions and don't make us any safer. State lawmakers are considering solutions that safely reduce the prison population. They need our support. Without reform, we all pay. Families, communities, and taxpayers. We can fix this crisis, but only if we act now. Paid for by Forward.us.
7: Sammy
1: you. out what's happening in Mississippi politics and what it means to you on the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays ten to one on Super Talk Mississippi. Take the
6: friggin' wax out of your ear. Did you hear
1: me? This is Sports Talk. This is sports Talk Mississippi.
6: What I say, sports fans. Now
1: here's more on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
2: Ceasefire text line 601 879 4395. Utah just hired the famous Chad Bumpus as its wide receivers coach. Are we supposed to be visiting with Chad Bumpus sometime in the near future?
4: Oh, that's a busy man. You know? I well, sent I know him text. a text. What, what we're trying to get him on.
2: We are efforting that. Is that what you said? Yeah. Um, Ceasefire text line. I know O. Just won a championship, but I guarantee you he's the only coach in that entire top twenty five that hires coordinators without interviewing them first and definitely the only one dumb enough to publicly admit it. Corian Tupelo wants to know, uh when was Georgia's last national championship?
4: That's well, why what smart's you, so
3: high.
2: One years I mean, ago. It's tough to win at a program it
4: that's been that far away from a national title.
3: Yeah.
2: Hey, one other note, this from Todd McShay on Elijah Moore. We'll, we'll get to uh, Felbin's list in just a second. 5'9", 178 pounds, ran a four three five forty, 5'40", and had a 36-inch vertical jump. Pretty good. Whew. Hops! Said he also impressed scouts in his on-field workout, matches what we see on tape. Moore is making a push for late first round. Ooh, first response, Packers, don't mess this up. That would be a good pick. says, Can you imagine what he would bring to that offense? Aaron Rodgers wouldn't stop smiling all season. Only if he saw his family, then he might stop. Somebody said Titans better have a scout there pairing him up with A.J. Brown now that Corey left. I mean, there are not a lot of places where you don't look and go, yeah, that'd be pretty good. Hmm. Is there a perfect spot in the NFL for him? New Orleans can't be your answer for every single question I ask about the NFL. Um, I mean, the first thought is the Chiefs then, isn't it? Is there a spot for him with the Chiefs, though? I mean, they've
4: kind of got that covered with Tyreek Hill, don't they? They, they they find spots for talented offensive
3: football players. No, no, I He'd understand some it. some dynamics in Tennessee. That'd be a good fit. L. A. would be a good fit.
4: Yeah, the Rams would be would be good.
3: Matt would, Stafford
2: would not object to that,
3: would no. he? New England would in the past. They they have the type of offense that they could use him effectively if they got their crap together.
2: Let me let me throw one at you. Who's got the last pick of the first round? Well, Tampa Bay. That would be the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, wouldn't
4: it? Like anybody who has a, their quarterback in place, Elijah Moore helps.
3: I don't know where they have holes, but I think Cleveland would be another good spot. Not a deal for him being a Florida guy having to play in Cleveland, but
2: somebody said uh, Dallas. Who needs defense?
3: <laughs> Dallas has to use all seven picks on defense this year. You gonna tell Jerry what to do? <laughs> Uh, I mean, Somebody said, I'd like to see a pick of Gronk and Moore standing beside each other. Oh my gosh, wouldn't that be great? Uh, and not even just because of the connection, Seattle would be a great spot for him. They need a second. Russell Wilson's going to be in Seattle, isn't he? Yeah, Yeah, that ship has sailed. Um, when Chicago offered three firsts and two defensive starters and they said, no, they're not moving him. But not because of the old misconnection, because of the differences in ability. Um, he would be a great compliment to DK. Put them on the same side of the field. It'd be tough.
6: Well,
2: who's the other receiver? I can't think of his name in uh, uh, in Seattle. It's so good.
3: I'm drawing a blank help. now,
2: too. Help, help, help. The three of those guys catching passes from Russell Wilson, Ooh, if anybody can block for Russell Wilson. I cannot think of his name. Anyway, uh, Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Here's Bruce Feldman's top 25 list in terms of coaches in college football. He's got Saban one, lock Sweeney it, two.
3: Lockett, thank you. Yeah, Tyler Lockett, my gosh.
2: That's embarrassing. I That'd be a pretty good one, two, three in whatever order you want to put them. Obviously, Elijah Moore would be third on that list going in, but
3: um, no. Yeah. Tennessee makes a lot of sense because, I mean, Derrick Henry catches screens occasionally, I suppose, but they don't have that dynamic running back, the pass-catching running back, you know. So, having a quality slot receiver would be great for them.
14: We'll
2: see. Draft is uh, about a month away. So Feldman had Saban, Sweeney, Kelly, Riley as his top four. We disagree with Franklin at five. He had Jimbo at six. Ed Ogeron at seven, one spot higher than Mandel had him. Ryan Day at eight. Matt Campbell at nine. Kirby Smart at ten. Pat Fitzgerald at eleven. He bumped Whittingham up to twelve. I think um, he was at fifteen on, on uh, Mandel's list. Kirk Ferentz at thirteen. Feldman's got David Shaw at 14. What am I missing here with David Shaw? Great guy. Tough place to win big consistently. Is it? But Stanford?
4: They've been winning my whole life. Most of most years Stanford has been an 8-9-10 win program in in my lifetime. Mm. Feels like it anyway. You may
2: need to fact check that. I'll be happy to. I think fa- Stanford's been pretty average for a pretty long time until you get to the Harbaugh era, right? I mean, did obviously, I see, there, was, there, did there, did there green the, one
4: there?
3: Tyrone, there, the there.
4: Okay. Hold on. I'll be happy to look it up.
3: What I don't quite understand is why Kirk Ferentz is ahead of Dan Mullen. Yeah, that's just crazy.
2: Mullen is at yeah, Mullen is at sixteen on Feldman's list. He was at nine on Mandel's list. I mean, come on. Uh, come on. By the way, Lane Kiffin is not on Bruce Feldman's list of top twenty five coaches in college football. He does, however, have Mike Leach on the list at twenty three.
3: Yeah, I mean, last year didn't go well, but also it was a transition in a pandemic year. There aren't many coaches that have won at more difficult places to win than Mike Leach. You guys know I'm not a big fan of Lubbock. Pullman, Washington's not much better. Hard places to get talent. Second fiddle at best. and te- I mean, you're worse than that in Texas. But second fiddle in Washington, a state that produces no players. Uh, there's something to be said for that. Winning at difficult places to win. And doing it rather consistently at both places. Not many guys have that that mark on their resume. Now, a lot of these guys haven't had jobs that are that difficult, but still.
4: Not having Leach or Kiffin on your list of the top 25 coaches in college football is just silliness. It doesn't make any sense. They're both clearly top
2: 25 coaches. There's no question about it. And with Leach, you got a much bigger body of work. Yeah. A couple decades of it.
6: Yeah.
4: And the guy has been a consistent winner at two, like Borky said, programs that have not historically been consistent winners. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know what what Mandel's doing there, not putting Leach on. And honestly, I don't. I don't know what what
3: Feldman's doing, not putting Kiffin on. Yeah, I think Fickle doesn't get enough credit for the job he's done. Uh, I think. Fitzgerald, even. I mean, at least Feldman gave him top 11 credit, but my goodness, he is taking Northwestern to Big Ten championship games. You want to talk about difficulty of acquiring talent? I mean, even if their admission standards were the same as an SEC school, nobody would still want to play there. I mean, they they built a beautiful new facility. That's great. But they're not in a talent-rich state. They don't have tradition of winning. They sure don't have boosters that are shelling out money to get five-star players. I mean, they, they have nothing that says they should be a good college football program and then go ahead and slap on admission standards that they don't waver on. So you've got to get diamonds in the rough, and then, oh, by the way, those diamonds in the rough have to qualify for school at Northwestern, and he takes those groups to Big Ten championship games, multiple, I mean, a consistent winner at a place that has every disadvantage until recently that you could imagine, and we're going to say Kirby Smart's a better coach than that that guy. I just, I don't buy it.
2: Going back to 1980 at Stanford, they've won six, four, five, one, five, four, eight, five, three, three, five, eight, ten, in 1992 under Bill Walsh, four, three. Under Ty Willingham seven seven five three eight five nine. Under Buddy Tevens, two four four. Uh hey, right. Harris, five and then one. Harbaugh got it going, he got to twelve and one and then bolted for the NFL. David Shaw's been the most successful coach since like Pop Warner. But in his yeah, they've been consistent under David Shaw at Stanford. And have dealt with a bunch of injuries in the last few years. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back.
12: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, showers and thunderstorms likely high near 79. Tonight, a 20% chance of rain, low around 53. Your finally Friday, mostly sunny, high near 78. A 50-50 shot of rain for your Saturday, mostly cloudy, high near 83. Before your Sunday, a 40% chance of rain, high near 73.
9: This is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High. Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. From trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture. With all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving, a farmer's market is open full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey. And the best tomatoes in town. Callaways will have farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaways offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaways and Glutstat on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High.
6: Callaways is Callaways
9: is.
16: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The number of children crossing the border is rising. Mississippi Congressman Benny Thompson recently told MSNBC there are people in Mississippi who want to help.
12: I'm hearing from people uh, in my area who want to facilitate some of the young people. And I'm 1,500 miles from the border, but there are people who have a conscience who want to help. We need to make sure that those individuals are certified so that if they want to help, then they meet the test.
16: And it appears there's already been one fatality as a result of the ongoing severe weather event. Multiple reports indicate that a tree fell onto a mobile home late Wednesday night in Wilkinson County, killing one person inside. Emergency management officials continue to warn that mobile homes are not safe during a tornado or when high-speed winds are present.
18: Hi, folks. This is Will Primos. I'm back on the radio again to talk about an issue that I'm passionate about and to rally all of you who love the great outdoors to take action. The Mississippi House of Representatives recently passed landmark legislation, House Bill 1231, which would allow our state to invest in wildlife conservation, leverage additional matching funds, and is a true game changer for Mississippi. But the Mississippi Senate gutted the bill, provided no money, and excluded conservation groups from participating in the program. I'm surprised that Lieutenant. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman doesn't support using proceeds from sales of hunting and fishing equipment towards this quality of life issue, which impacts the future of all Mississippians. If you love the great outdoors and you agree with me, call Lieutenant Governor Hoseman at 601-359-3200 and ask him to provide a real dedicated source of revenue to invest in conservation efforts. It's common sense to support the great outdoors, the state's most valuable resource. Paid for
1: by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewart- Coalition.
8: Bonds
1: like sports, sports talk Mississippi. Covering your favorite teams like no one else on the Super Talk app, Supertalk.fm, and on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Good to be with you on this Thursday afternoon. Big college baseball weekend. We thought it was getting started tonight. I mean, I guess if you want to call Vandy and Missouri big, then you can. Old Miss Alabama postponed. They're playing two tomorrow, a couple of nine inning games, and then they will play the series finale on Saturday, tomorrow night in Starkville. We begin a big weekend, a top three matchup with Mississippi State and Arkansas, and to talk about it with us right now, former World Series champion and the color analyst for Mississippi State baseball on the radio, my buddy Jay Powell. Jay! Man, it feels like a long time since we spent all that time together in uh, Conway, South Carolina.
19: Hey, No question, man. It was a good time, though.
2: It certainly was a good time. How are you, my friend?
19: We're doing good. We're doing well. Just out here at the baseball field, like I'm, I'm always am. Well, never believe uh, it. Whether whether state or Jackson Crab, I'm, I'm going to be at one of those two places. I,
2: I understand, especially this time of year. So when you look at this series, this matchup this weekend, yeah. I mean, I think we start with Mississippi State's arms against Arkansas's yeah. bats. Is that is that where you start? Hey.
19: Yeah, I mean, look, they're, they're, Mississippi State this year is—I guess it's kind of the perfect storm, really. But the, the pitching they've accumulated and the quality of pitching is—is—is is, is something I, I've never seen a college team have. I mean, it, it really isn't. Um, and I think that's—that's going to be their whole deal this year. But and that being said, I think everybody in the SEC is—is going to be really good, especially in the West when it comes to arms. Um, but yeah, State is—they're—they're they're pretty. The depth is is something like I said I have never seen um, in any kind of college situation. You
2: know, Jay, it's funny you you mentioned that Keith Kessinger and I were doing uh, an Ole Miss game uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he was pointing out that 19 different guys had thrown for Ole Miss, and he said I can't remember at any point during Mike Bianco's tenure where that's been the case. And yep. we just kind of kept the conversation going. I said, and what's even crazier, Keith, is down the road in Starkville. Chris Lamonis has thrown twenty three different guys. Can they continue to do that?
19: We're, up to, I think they're up to twenty five now. Okay, um, it is wild,
17: man. Jeez.
19: Uh, it really is, and and you know it, it's good and bad. It's a good problem to have because you know you've got depth, but it's also you know I know as a reliever you got to have consistent work too. So if you're sitting there for a week to ten days between your outings. Um, as a reliever, that's the worst thing you can do. Um, And I think that's what Chris is is trying to kind of, you know, I think he feels really good about his rotation. I think he feels really good about Landon Sims um, and two or three other guys in that pen. But I I think he's, you know, I think he's trying to figure out, you know, those middle guys. um, That, you know, if we have to bring somebody in six through seven, eight, um, who do we go to? And to be honest, he's got a lot of options um, and, and a lot of quality options. And I think that's the thing right now. He's trying to kind of get a get a hold of is, is who do we go, you know who who are going to be those guys we go to consistently.
2: You know, you, you mentioned Landon Sims first, and I think with good reason. The numbers that he has put up this year, really going back to that opening weekend in Arlington, have just been mind boggling. And yet, the, the situation in Game One seems to be Brandon Smith is that first guy out of the bullpen, and that's also working exceptionally well. Is it it something about who the starter is as to which the first guy out of the pen is that makes the most sense?
19: Man, I I wish I could tell you. (laughs) Um, You know, Brandon, I I know this. They trust, you know, as, as a coach, I can tell you this, you trust strike throwers. And when you've got a strike thrower that's got above average plus plus stuff, you really trust those guys. And Brandon has developed into that guy. Um, and he's also kind of developed into a guy where you really don't need a bridge with him. You know, if you bring a guy in, say, the six, then usually you may have another guy to bridge it to your closer, if, if you want to do that. Brandon's kind of proven that he can give you six, seven, eight. I mean, he can give you multiple innings. And be really efficient and really effective, Um, and I think that's why Chris really, you know, likes going to him was just because he's he can trust him as a coach. When you know you put somebody out there that you can trust to throw strikes with good stuff, I mean that's um, it's it's hard not to run those guys out there.
2: Do you think there's a legitimate closer on this team?
19: Ah, Brandon Sims is as good as I think you'll see in the country in that role. Um, it's just a matter of what, uh, you know, that, I think that's what, honestly, we're, we're all trying to kind of figure out right now is, is he going to use you in that role, or because of the number of arms with below and, and kind of wipe out stuff, is it going to be a little more by committee and let Steph Landon has to come in and go to turn or to or third, you know, let him do it. Um, I think I think that's what is still, honestly, kind of a work in progress. But as far as stuff, um, I mean, Landon Sims has got first-round stuff. I mean, it's it's mid-90s, great breaking ball, and it's short, arm action, and it explodes. I mean, it is it's really special stuff.
2: Talk to me about Parker Sinet. He was a little bit later getting into the mix, You know, wasn't ready to go the first couple of weeks of the season. I'm a little partial because he's from Oxford and had an incredible right. uh, high school career. But when you talk about stuff, I mean, you're talking about a fastball, what in the mid to upper nineties, yeah. and he throws that hard slider as well. Could, could he be a guy that develops into that role? Yeah. How much trust do you yeah. think is there with Stanette right I, now?
19: I think I think he absolutely could be. Um, when you look at his stuff, and, and he's one of those guys. You know, when we did the Southern Miss game, when they strike out, they strike out twenty guys. I saw three pitchers I'd never seen before. So I mean, you know, we've so like I've seen Parker maybe once. Um, I mean, and that's what's crazy about it when they keep running these guys out there. But yeah, I mean, you look at look at him and uh, Preston Johnson. I mean, you got some guys that's mid nineties, good breaking ball stuff. Um, and and that's what, it's what's it, crazy is,
22: I mean, you just look
19: up and here comes another one. You know, and I'm looking through my notes. I'm like, now who is this? And you know, I don't we <laughs> haven't seen him, and he's ninety four, ninety five with your breaking ball. Um, so you know, Coach Polk told me at the beginning of the year we were talking about it, and uh, he said. Chris's biggest problem is going to be managing that pitching staff. And we both said that's, that's a good problem to have, but you know that's going to be his, his hardest deal is, is keeping guys sharp and, and managing that staff.
2: Busy with Jay Powell. He's the head baseball coach at Jackson Prep. He was a star at Mississippi State. He's got a World Series ring. and He's the color analyst on the uh, Mississippi State Baseball Radio Network. He and Coach Polk have kind of split that role a little bit uh, a little bit this season. So... Eric Sarantola, yep. one of those guys that seems to just have all the talent in the world. But yep. going back to what you said a second ago, you got to have guys that can throw strikes to be able to trust them. Yep. They make the move, and they're going to go Jackson Fristo in week three. What does Sarantola's role become?
19: Well, and I'll have to correct you real quick. I'm the assistant coach here. So oh. I, I don't I don't get those phone calls and emails anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, uh, that's right. Let Man, the I, record I, show. Exactly, please. No, I'm, and I'm working with a great guy and a great staff, so I've enjoyed it. But Sarantola, man, you know, I won't tell you this. He's going to be in three years, he'll be in the big leagues, I believe. And here, here's the thing about guys like Sarantola. He's 96, 97, hard breaking ball. But in a, And you've seen guys I'm sure like this up there. In a college environment, you, you can't run him out there every five days and let him throw 100 and 110 pitches, and develop him because you don't have that luxury. So, you know, because you you can't afford against LSU to let him work out of things. Where if he's pitching for the Mobile Bay Bears in a double-A game, yeah, you can let him, you know, take some lumps. Um, And that part of it is the only thing missing from his development um, is innings. And in a college environment, those guys, they, they they can't, get those innings like they need. And it's nobody's fault. It's just he's a Canadian kid. He don't have the experience coming into, you know, Mississippi State. A lot of these kids you see now that play all year round, they log 100 innings, and, you know, he didn't have that.
18: Yeah.
2: Jay, last thing for you. you got about a minute left. What stands out to you about the offense for Mississippi State? They seem to have had the knack for the big hit in the big moment, even though only hitting about 275 as a
19: team. Right. I think I think what you said, I mean I think they're a little bit of an older group. I think they've got some they still got some questions, man. Um I think lead off hitter, you know, as far as finding the right guy in that spot. Um you know, there's some there's some there's some spots that they need to get get corrected. And uh, you know, so I think that is something that going forward they're gonna have to figure out. Um they they're gonna be just uh, you know they're not going to be like the teams with Skelton and Westberg and those guys that hit. You know Bosque hit 14, 15 home runs. You got four or five of those guys. They're not going to do that. You know they're going to score six to eight runs a game if they're clicking, and they're going to rely on that pitching. That's just that's just what they're built on.
2: Seems like a recipe for success.
19: It, it does, and and you know I will trust. You know I'm a, I'm a pitcher, but. Um, you know, I mean, look. You see some of those guys up there. You know, watching Ole Miss. There's, there's some guys in there up there that can shut some arm or can shut some hitters down. So yeah. you're gonna have that every Friday and every Saturday night. in This league, you better be able to bash them all with arms. Because I'm telling you, man. This, somebody said the other day, man. The SEC. Some of these guys' averages are down. I said, have you seen the pitching everywhere? Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's crazy. I mean, so you're gonna have some guys like Tanner Allen in 300. Well, I mean, there's so much pitching, and it's just going to get better just because of the, we're getting accomplished now.
2: Jay, thanks so much for your time. Great visiting with you, my friend.
19: Absolutely, man. I hope we will cross paths pretty quick.
2: Certainly hope so. We'll talk to you soon.
5: All right. Appreciate it. From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs. They're in Ridgeland and Brandon. Call them at 601-605-4443. Locally owned and operated with free mobile service in the Tri-County area. Looking good in town. No wrecks or breakdowns. No problems up and down on 55. And we're not seeing any delays east and west on 20 at the stack. Please buckle up, drive safe, and enjoy your evening. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers, 601-353-5217.
8: Afraid of falling? You're not alone. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson can help you improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of unique specialized therapists utilize cutting-edge equipment only found at Physical of Jackson. Conveniently located in Flowood, Physical of Jackson can help you get back to enjoying a healthy, independent lifestyle again. Call Physical of Jackson today for your appointment.
0: 601 487
10: 260
12: the best made to order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769 208 8283. Once again, 769 208 8283.
13: Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10
10: till noon. Are you an employee or employer in search of flame-resistant clothing that'll protect your arms and legs but won't cost you an arm and a leg? Well, ESI Supply has you covered, literally, with full coveralls, button-down long sleeves, two-button cotton pullovers, and jeans to go with them. ESI Supply is your flame- Resistant clothing headquarters. If we don't have it, we can get it at prices that won't burn the pocketbook. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. and online at ESI Supply ESI Supply, your flame resistant clothing headquarters.
8: Twilight concerts at Renaissance are back live Saturday, April twenty fourth, starring the Almond Becks Band.
7: Special sauce. Cooling out, cool out with the
8: lady got hour, Cedric Burnside, The Vamps, and more. It's a full day of music. Presented by Wicked Wheat Brewery for this socially distanced concert. Carefully. Tickets are on sale now at Ardenland.net. Twilight concerts at Renaissance are here. From Nuke's Eatery, Renaissance at Colony Park, and First Commercial Bank. Tickets are on sale now. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Ardenland.
10: To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9. Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk, Mississippi 97.3. Crazy people. If it's sports in Mississippi,
1: you'll hear about it here. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Back with you on Sports Talk, Mississippi, one last time on this Thursday afternoon. Mississippi State late first half trailing 30-24 to Richmond. Iverson Molinar has been really good. Ten points on five of six shootings so far. So that is good for him. David and Pascagoula says, just tuned in. I want to know if the Ole Miss game is canceled. Yes, Ole Miss Baseball has been postponed. They are dealing with a mess weatherwise in the state of Alabama right now, and they are playing a doubleheader tomorrow. Two nine-inning games tomorrow that will begin at two o'clock, and then uh, we'll play the series finale at one o'clock on Saturday. That game is on the SEC Network. So it's now thirty to twenty-five, Richmond leading over Mississippi State. With three and a half minutes left in the first half. Ooh, nice block by Abdullah
21: Yeah.
2: Stuff there. Um, what do we learn today? Well, hey, Jay Powell talking about that pitching staff. And I mean, you want to talk about a guy that understands pitching. That is it. Pitched in the big leagues, start Mississippi State, understands the game, the mechanics of it. Thought what he said about the offense at the end kind of stood out as well. He said, look. Yeah, the pitching staff better be good because everybody in the SEC's got a dude on Friday night and most everybody's got a dude on Saturday as well.
4: Yeah. And that's the difference for state right now is they have I mean they're like you said with Stanett he might be like the fifth or sixth guy, maybe the seventh guy out of the bullpen, but he's still throwing 95-96. So mm-hmm. that that's where you know that's where state just has this uh, this big advantage right now. Uh but but at some point this year their bats are going to have to start working. A little bit.
2: And it's not like they're hitting like Texas A&M right. did a couple of years ago. I mean, they're hitting 274 right, right. as a team. They've got 17 home runs and 30-something doubles. I mean, we're getting it done. Hey, I'll tell you one thing that stands out to me that we've not talked about since, I don't know, two weeks into the season. Mississippi State's fielding percentage is now up to 972. They've only made 21 errors yeah. this year. the
4: the move to for, for, put Forsyth at short and move Cam James over to third has solidified that defense.
2: Yeah. Absolutely.
3: Borky, what would you learn today? Oh, that Will Wade's going to go to federal prison.
2: <laughs> we actually got a couple of text messages about that when we were uh, talking about it earlier. Somebody said, um, depends on where Wade got the money, was it from the school? That would make it a crime to spend money or something other than legal purposes. It was personal money. It wouldn't matter legally. People pointed out that um, it's white-collar crime, and maybe the reason we don't know why the FBI is involved is because you don't usually know why the FBI is involved. But I mean, it's it's money do. laundering and racketeering laws and bribery. I mean, that's, that's the federal piece of it, Quite like, technically.
3: At the root of it, though... It's giving people money for being good at sports. That's what it is at
2: the root of. It. That's not reported to the federal government, and therefore tax evasion and.
3: Whatnot. But tax evasion wasn't a piece for the first round of imprisonments in this deal, because no, that would it wasn't. be that would be the players and their families that would be getting in trouble for that, right? You yeah, think it would
4: It shouldn't be the coaches at that point, but
2: I don't know.
3: Hey, Dad, what'd you learn today?
2: I learned that, and
4: I mean, I already knew this, but this this weekend in this state, I, I think we're going to come out of this weekend with three top 25 teams. I think Southern's going to, I've talked myself into USM winning that series and getting into the top 25. Do you think it's happening? Uh, I, feel, I feel good for the Golden Eagles. Maybe it's, I was in Hattiesburg this week. Maybe I'm just feeling some to-the-top vibes. I don't know, but that's where
2: I'm at right now. Orky, do you have any? I mean, this is complete non sequitur. Do you have any interest in the Dell Match Play Championship that's going on? Is that a, is this a week on tour that does anything for you?
3: No, I, You got actually, a golf reference then. I, I don't yeah. like match play. I don't know Ooh. why. I, I watch it. I, I get into it when it's the Ryder Cup, but that's because they're wearing USA on their shirts. Okay. I did see Bryson hit a 46-yard tee shot today. Yeah, that went like dead left, didn't it? Straight Or dead, right? Right, yeah. So uh, he was trying to drive a green on a 400-yard par four. And he hit it off the toe? And uh, he he mishit it just a little bit, and so it didn't go as high as he planned. And it hit a tree and just went straight right on him. And, yeah, registered like 46 yards or something. Um, But he, he claims he can do it and did do it. It is a dog leg, so it's not... 400 yards straight shot. Cutting cutting the corner. He cuts the corner on it and uh, just mishit it a little and lost a hole today because of it.
2: Parting shot. Looks like uh, Jim Nance has gotten a new contract at CBS. It was rumored back in November that maybe he could be on the open market. He wasn't going anywhere. He's staying at CBS. He'll keep calling Super Bowls and the Masters until... James is in college. He'll be here before you know it. Thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Good night.
1: Oh, it's incredible! A Super Talk Mississippi media production.